But listen, listen, DJ. Are you not super excited for what's coming? It doesn't exactly apply to cats, it's though. It's so amazing. It's the best. Literally. No. What's up? What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome in. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh. Oh, boy. It's going to be a fun one today. Ripper is in a good mood. DJs is in a mood. Baba Joe is going to be right again. Oh, we got all kinds of stuff to get into. Good afternoon and welcome in to the stage of Talking Trek Live. I am your host, Ultimate DJs, here with you today on a Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it and let's see what's going on. Where are people hailing from today all across the galaxy inside of Star Trek Fleet Command. Let's hit it. Royal Power starting on server 36. Thank you so very much for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, Dragon Keeper on 52. Gopher on 130. And once a hint. Well, I have one for you. Crazy on server 24. Thank you. Beat for the Gods on server 17. Noon West on server 29. Thank you. Seven of nine. On European 146, Game Junior on 30, Vespa Man on European 146, thank you for being here. Veritas Absoluta on 43, Shadow Sheep on 133, Jaybird on server 32, Grungandola on server 21. All your XSLBs are belong to us. I think he might be saying that, Bubba, because I think in the weekend number three cross server solo leaderboard, I think we were paired with server 21. And they spent entirely too much on tearing up Wayone. You can brag, Grungandola, but there's an argument to your sanity over there on Server 21. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that today. Zandy's on you Server 12. an argument against their sanity? Possibly. Uh, Zandy's okay. on Server 12. What's up, Zell? Uh, Zell will check what, what sh 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 on European 156. Nowhere Man on 14. <laughs> Indominus Prime on 52. Itchy on server 63 ash the destroyer on server 43 thank you bad boy on 13 scaly back from the outback on 193 phil on server 47 clamping at kirk on server 9 killer angel on european 130 sergeant epi on 42 steven zaren on 136 vic on server 40 what's up moon knight on server 36 pedro on 153 Butcher Boy on 172, Silverhawk on 49. Mr. Flibble, hello from server 70. What's up? <laughs> Ripper, stop it. <laughs> Ripper puts in the chat, Bubba Joe. Here's a leak for you. G6 next month. <laughs> First of all, you can't do things like that when Trader's not here. Okay, we really should have saved that information for Trader. She would have gotten much more excitement out of it. Um, yeah, if, you if need she, that for the maximum effect. Yeah, yeah. Trader is actually in court today, so uh, hopefully she, maybe... She'd have gotten something out of it. Possibly joining us a little <laughs> bit later, uh, hopefully. So we will... I guess it depends on how much of a slam dunk case she's built. 
Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, 226 additional messages in the Talking Trek server sound off. 327 live humans in our live studio audience. Thank you guys so very much. Appreciate you. Uh, coming over to our panel today, we've got a lot of stuff to, to get to today, uh, including some teaching, and we're going to do a hint, and we're going to, uh, if we can, Bubba, try to wrap up March all at the same time and uh, get into uh, the rating of the arc, if we are going to be able to do so. So uh, we've got a lot to do, limited amount of time in which to do it. So without further ado, let me come to our stage and introduce our panel of highly entertaining, intelligent, and very engaged panelist experts. We'll begin with one criminal heroic cash Who are they? I'm sorry, what? Well, <laughs> what, Aaron? Who are they? <laughs> yeah, who, who are they? I, I don't know. We'll start with yeah, Ripper. Yeah, he's got us instead. We'll start with Ripper. Uh, good afternoon to you, sir. You are full of positive energy today, aren't you? The excitement level is through the roof, <laughs> I tell you. So much amazing stuff coming. I love it. You did sit in the same meeting I did, right? <laughs> Well, I told you what what's going to be talked about in the meeting before the meeting happened. So, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just I'm just making sure that, that we're yeah, not. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, we did vastly. That was the same meeting. No, no, yeah, no, no. But I'm excited. We're not it's going to be so much fun. I yeah. love it. Okay, now community, I could be wrong on this, but when I hear Ripper saying that he's going to have fun, I am instantly full of fear. Because Ripper is he going to have fun watching things burn? Ripper is known to take great, immense amounts of pleasure in watching things burn. Okay, that is not that. That's like I don't know how many years ago that was. Okay, that, that listen, the school also the school did not fully burn down. Okay, that was just it was just it was just a fire. It didn't burn down. Okay. Uh huh. Yes. Don't don't hold that over me. Okay. They were able to repair it. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so Ripper, <laughs> you are excited for the upcoming month. Let me ask you: yes. is your is your excitement motivated by the social interactions and exchanges amongst players, or is it you're excited to engage with Star Trek Fleet Command? Or do you want to answer? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. We're just gonna leave that right there. All right. No, oh. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so engaged. It's so active. In because chat. most of the month I will be traveling, so you know. That'll work out. So now we actually do have verbalized confirmation, Bubba Joe, that Ripper is being highly sarcastic here this afternoon. Uh we've got Steven I'm not there. sarcastic. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is so amazing okay um also we've got steven's Aaron on the panel potts is joining us uh right before class potts good afternoon to you buddy how are you man you good good afternoon excellent uh appreciate yes i get it soraz he is incredibly sarcastic it's it's <sighs> Shadow Sheep says every comment from Ripper makes it even more sarcastic. Mm -hmm. What? Why? 
No, I'm actually serious. It's gonna be so much fun. The enjoyment, the excitement level is so high. It's off the charts. Really. I believe it's off the charts. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, Captain Mark joins us as well, and you just heard him weighing in on Ripper's uh, excitement. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bubba Joe is here. Good afternoon, DJ. How are you, my friend? I am okay. Now, I want I want Bubba to really think over the next few moments. Because, Bubba, we're going to do a teaching segment first, and then we're going to get into grading the art. But later on in the show, we are going to provide a hint. And just like I did during the show's opening segment, I have indicated that you were right about something. And I want you to spend a few minutes thinking about what that possibly could be. Okay? Uh, I I know what it isn't. Uh, What's that? I, I know it's not uh, uh, winning at uh, Fantasy Fleet Command. Oh, I, yeah, that's right. Is that is that closed now? I'm gonna have to go and that check. That is closed. That's closed. Oh wow. Oh wow. Oh oh my goodness! I took a. You know what? We're not gonna talk about it just yet. We'll come back to it. All right, we'll come back to it. I won. <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Finally! I defeated Bubba Joe! <laughs> and uh, as it looks, it looks like Trader also handed you a swift uh, handed you a swift loss. Bubba Joe, 0 for 2 in weekend number 3. Yikes! That's alright. That's alright. He's going to he's gonna prepare. He's going to come back stronger than uh, stronger than ever, just like and, the New York remember, Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I conceded defeat to uh, to Trader in the last year, so yeah, that's um, true. I'll, I'll Hold on, wait. Do you do you have a concession, a conciliatory speech to give to me right now? Uh, no. Oh, you beat me fair and square. All, all I want to point out, though, is that. Uh, you had uh, you had some very recent officers yeah. on your list, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's why you won. Well, I did mention that the stuff that's more raw in people's minds, the stuff that feels the worst, is is what I was playing towards there, Bubba Joe. I should have put Tal yep. on the list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I should have put Tal on the list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good afternoon. Welcome in to everybody. I appreciate you guys all being here. We do need to uh, jump in. We've got not a lot of time today, Bubba Joe. We've got a lot of things I'd like to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost becomes the uh, comes the most exciting segment of the day. And I'm not talking about Ripper's Giggles. I am talking about the talking track, Stupid News. Stupid News. <laughs> It is time for your stupid news. The Toronto Blue Jays are in the news, and apparently their new ballpark, Karkin, uh, is going to serve poutine hot dogs. That's right. The Toronto Blue Jays' new ballpark is going to serve poutine hot dogs. It comes with fries, cheese curds, and a coupon for a cardiac pacemaker replacement. All right, that's coming. Uh, Yes, that's happening in Toronto. Star Wars actor... You guys know about this. Um, 
I'm trying to know that I can pronounce his name properly. Is it Ahmed Best? Star Wars Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best. Yep. He has uh, seen a resurgence in his fame with his recent appearance on The Mandalorian and has expressed gratitude to the fans who haven't given up on him. This guy is the voice of Jar Jar Banks and has been routinely blamed by the fan base for ruining Star Wars. But Ahmed says he's grateful for the opportunity at Redemption because luckily Disney is now known for ruining Star Wars. So there's that. He's off the hook. He's off the hook now, Bubba Joe. All right, Disney is, has taken over. Uh, Harry Styles has been dubbed a bad kisser by fans after his sloppy makeout session with Emily Rodajowski. Have you seen this video? Apparently it's a viral video now. Harry Styles making out with Emily Rodajowski. So uh, now everyone says he's a bad kisser. Now Harry's kissing and singing <laughs> have something in common. <laughs> 97-year-old Dick Van Dyke is in the news, Bubba Joe, and had his car keys taken away by his 51-year-old wife after his most recent car accident. 97-year-old Dick Van Dyke had his keys confiscated by his 51-year-old wife after his most recent car accident, which is probably necessarily, maybe not necessarily a bad thing. Could be a good thing. He's apparently, allegedly, according to her, so dangerous to the drivers of California, uh, they're going to issue him a new driver's license under the name Caitlyn Jenner. It's gonna, it's gonna happen over in California. The brother of NX, uh, ex NFL player Aaron Hernandez was arrested in Connecticut, Bubba Joe, after he allegedly threw a brick attached with a cryptic note at ESPN headquarters. It's a uh, crazy story, but people in the metro area are used to bricks because they're Knicks fans. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was funny, Bubba. That's a sports joke, and that one was funny. That was the good one. It's the good one. Where did Bubba? Oh, come on. All right. I wrote, an, I wrote an Aaron Rodgers joke. I was debating on whether or not to read oh, it. Oh, well, that, let's go with that. I was debating on whether or not to read it, but I'm going to just because I'm very, very upset at Mr. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is in the news and apparently refused to return any phone calls from the Packers general manager during the offseason. Bubba Joe. Apparently, he was just done. He was ready to leave. Rodgers was ignoring these phone calls, but it is hard to blame him, okay? It's been a while since he's picked up a ring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 and just like that, Aaron, I've turned on you, okay? You hurt me in the heart. You've hurt me right here. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm so fickle. I'm so fickle. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> oh, are oh, no. you are are you in love with another quarterback now? I mean, I hope he does okay. Jordan Love, he's making a stupid joke about Jordan Love. I hope he does well. I hope. I, I just hope. All right, I've been a Packers fan. I'm going to stay a Packers fan. Aaron, <laughs> good luck on that ring with the Jets. An Australian, <laughs> an Australian elementary school child lifted the toilet seat at his local netball club. Aaron. What is netball? Is that is that like basketball? It's an Australian sport. It's called netball. All right. This uh, this yeah, kid. It's, it's, it's like a uh, basketball without dribbling. It basketball with no dribbling. Okay. 
Yeah. And no backboard, I believe. And no backboard. Yes, no backboard, yeah. Dang, yeah. so so like a tremendous amount of extra skill involved, right? I'm going to go. Yes. Uh, I would say so. So there's this kid, all right? He goes to an elementary school in Australia, Bubba Joe, and uh, he went to the local netball club and had to go to the bathroom. He lifted the toilet seat and found a five-foot carpet python inside the toilet. We once, Every now and then, Bubba, we run into these kinds of stories. Found a five-foot-long carpet python inside the toilet. But, but, he says, <laughs> this is a kid, he says it wasn't a big deal. He would still rather find that than the one-foot brown snake left by someone who ate a bad burrito. Very wise child. Wise beyond his years. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, in your news today, (laughs) Dallas Mavericks guard Kyrie Irving had a spectator ejected during a road game against the Charlotte Hornets this past week, Bubba Joe. It's unbelievable news that the player actually had a fan tossed out. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I read the story wrong. It's unbelievable that there are people who still go to Charlotte Hornets games. I'm sorry. I got it. I, uh, my bad. I, uh, I Please forgive It's an easy mix-up. Uh, it is. Kyrie apparently does complain a lot, but he did play on the Cavaliers with LeBron. Rumor has it he learned from the best. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your stupid news. So you're not going to... You're not going to go with the uh, Michael Jordan doesn't even want to go to Charlotte games anymore? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't actually hear about that part. You have you have more news? Bob and Joe, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Let me give no, you no, 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 no. No, no, no. It's not that important. No, he's selling the team. <laughs> oh, he's, he's getting, trying to sell the team. He's selling the team. That's fantastic. Yes. So good. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That was Bubba Joe. Bubba Joe was trying to salvage the news. Didn't, didn't work out so well. Uh, welcome in, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Oh, Wirespeed says my joke was weak. Wait, you mean the, the Mavericks joke or just the overall news? Oh, oh Neo, two out of ten. Jeez, that's harsh. I thought the I thought the Aaron Rodgers joke would be sure to bring it back to at least like a seven or an eight. I mean, that one well, that one was deeply personal, all right? That should be worth bonus points. You're be, early in the day, right? So this could be a European thing where they just think American football is weird. Mm. So yeah, that's you. You know, correct. It may play better on reruns. Yeah, <laughs> it may play better on syndication. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. We'll let it get out to the networks, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get into it, guys. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I, I I guess I should probably jump into this first because Ripper is here. Ripper is bursting at the seams. Ripper, I was going to wait traditionally mm. till the end of the show to provide a hint, um, but mm-hmm. you you are so bubbly, my friend. Like it, it almost feels like you can't contain yourself. I am going mm. to – here's what I'm going to do, community. I'm going to do something we have never done before, all right? And, and Ripper, as we all know, Ripper is God, okay? Ripper is the STFC God. He, can't, he cannot get in trouble. All right. There is nothing that he can say, nothing that he can do. All right. It's like Ripper Bubba Joe is that guy at work. He's that guy at the office that has needled into so many things that like now he's legitimately become irreplaceable. All right. And, and uh, Ripper, Ripper has he's now untouchable. He is untouchable. Ripper has now earned the the ability. He has earned the healthy fear. From Scopely HQ, Bubba Joe, in which Scopely dare not 
address the criminal heroic tash can. So that being said, Ripper, I'm going to put 60 seconds on the clock in which you can say whatever it is that you are dying to say, and then we'll go into the rest of our content. Are you ready, sir? I'm going to set the clock. I am not prepared. Which is how you perform best. Okay. Well, is, is that so? Is that you so? That's always what tell you me. Think. That's what you always say to me. You're like, don't prepare for nothing, DJ. It's always better when you just wing it. Ladies and yeah, gentlemen, yeah, winging it. Yeah, winging the April arc in 60 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait, what? April arc in 60 seconds? Wait, we're going to leak all the things? Wait, 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 all wait, wait. Oh, no, wait, I'm oh. not leaking nothing. I ain't leaking nothing. I'm just going to let you... Do whatever it is that Ripper does. Ladies and gentlemen, 60 seconds are on the clock. Ripper, you may begin. Ooh, ooh. Listen, listen. Best features coming in April for a such wide range of players. It is so amazing. They finally listen, right? It's going to be something for all the players, all the fun. Super new cool things that we have never seen before. <laughs> you still have 27 it's be seconds. Magical. <laughs> what? You still, have, you still have 23 seconds. Come on. Don't and you know, now. there might be something nice to look at as well, potentially. But we'll see about that, right? Get your wallet ready. <laughs> it's be fun. We're getting a nurse chapel. You will want to spend on all the things, all of them, buy it all. And I will. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, criminal heroic Tash Camp. Ripper is a golden god. All right. Now, um, we're, I, we're, we're getting things we want to look at, so Nurse Chapel is confirmed. I am going to now translate. Ooh, nice. For those of you who have trouble understanding the German language, I am going to translate for you. May I may I translate your statements, Ripper? Uh, April. Maybe. Okay, I'm going to try. <laughs> um, when Ripper says all of the most amazing things, I will translate that as I have never been so uninspired in my entire life. When Ripper says, get your wallet ready, he is absolutely correct about that one. Yes, that's that's correct. <laughs> that's true. When that's Ripper right. says that we are going to see things that we have never, ever seen before, what he means is we are seeing the exact same things that we have seen forever and demand something different. <laughs> And I am now concluded uh, with my translation. Is there any other translation needed? <laughs> Is there anything else that you guys have have questions about? Well, um, what about, about the it. what about the what something we're going to want to look at? Oh yeah, you can Google There's search that. that. It's already out. Okay. Um, <laughs> just again, Google yeah, search something, something scopely hub. leaks. And you'll see everything that you that you need to see. All right, now 
in all seriousness, we are obviously we're gonna we're gonna rein this conversation in. We're not gonna talk that much more about it. Uh, what we what we can tell you is that Ripper and I are speaking very different words uh, when it comes to the April arc. We will provide you more insight and a few more hints as the days stretch on. Including what do you mean? One. Hasn't everything leaked already? I see. I've seen things. <laughs> there, everything's pretty much out there. Okay, everything's pretty much out there. Um, however, I am going to to again remind players that Bubba Joe has specifically spoken to a particular topic in the last thirty days. And I'm going to let you guys kind of reflect. That's going to be your pre, you know, your pre-hint hint. I'm going to let you guys kind of, kind of think about that. What Bubba Joe doesn't know what's coming next month. So how could he have possibly spoken about it live on this stage? Well, we will indeed provide a little bit more insight to that towards I, the end I, of the show. I have an answer for you, DJ. Yes, sir. I'm a time traveler. He is indeed a time traveler. Uh, contrary- that's how I was able to speak to this mm-hmm. a month ago. Yes. You know, so, yes, that's that's got to be it. Mm-hmm. Well, Bubba Joe is all-knowing, Vic. Listen, it, it kind of frustrates me sometimes because Bubba Joe is always right. And when he doesn't, when, it, when he's not right, he just makes something up, and it ends up being right. Like, again, mm-hmm. Bubba Joe and I have a conversation live on this stage two weeks ago. I come into this meeting today, and I'm like, Wait a second. Wait, who's actually putting on the meeting? Is this Scopely Live Ops or is this Bubba Joe? All right. With a voice changer. Possibly, perhaps. Uh, Bubba, do you actually work for Scopely? After all, Scopely is indeed a Bubba Joe company. Scopely couldn't afford me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will talk uh, a little bit more about it. Uh, throughout the uh, the end of the show. Ripper, now, I, I know you've said what you're going to say. We don't need to talk any more about it. You're not, I mean, are you genuinely? You're just, you're poking people, right? You're just, you're poking. You're wanting to see, you're wanting to see everybody up in arms, right? You're wanting to see everybody angry. Is that, is that it? So I see everybody all PO'd. <laughs> Pitchforks. You? I don't think people are going to be angry, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. If that's what you think. Are, are, are you sure about that? <laughs> are you a thousand percent sure? Okay. Um, I, I don't. I, listen, listen. Then I don't think they're going to be angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wirespeed says, "Do you even know us, Ripper?" Jeez, it's <laughs> a good point. All right, uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we will talk more about it as time goes on. Later I'm not saying they're going to be like. I'm not saying what mo- like what angry we can we can you know push aside the the, the anger part. But you know whatever else you want to be in a state of your emotions. Sorry, what? You know? Do you need waiters? Because I feel like you're wading through a bunch of horse poop right now. Like <laughs> you need you need some weight. I feel like you're just throwing stuff out to get people all spun River, up. River is getting very metaphysical in his He age. is. He is. Are you do you need a Snickers? That's it. You need a Snickers, don't you? Um, all right. Listen, 
We'll table this for a little bit later. Bubba Joe, I want to do a teaching segment today, and we will be rating the March arc coming up here uh, in the second portion of the show. But I, I want to circle Does back. Does the March arc have a lot of steel that I can raid from them? The Wait, what? The March arc doesn't have steel that, what? that you can – huh? What? I heard you say rating. Rating, as yes, as in customer service rating. Uh, oh, that's, rating. That's what, rating. Rate, with a T. Rate, with a T. Yes, that's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I can't do letter grades anymore because they're, they're just all messed up. So uh, we will be offering our customer service ratings on the month of March uh, in the second piece of the show. But I will um, – I, I do want to actually spend some time with this. We talked about this in detail on Twitch the other night. While we were in the lab, Bubba Joe, this all stems from a different conversation that Bubba Joe and I had. See, this this is what really miffs me, guys. This is what really upsets me more than anything else, is that Bubba Joe is, in fact, always right. Okay, I don't like that because I'm always the one arguing with him. So sometimes I can argue and I feel like I'm right, but it's not even going to be fun anymore, Bubba, because I'm just going to, like, I'm going to end the conversation and be like, well, clearly... I was wrong. Bubba is always right. We're going to talk about one of the things that you were right on this month, and not the same thing that you have predicted for the future. All right, but one of the things that Bubba Joe has talked about on this stage, which is Strike Team, and I don't mean to kind of keep circling back to this, but I have noticed a slightly disturbing trend. Bubba Joe, can I tell you what my observation has been, and then where I feel like the community is falling? prey to a psychological condition that Scopely is inflicting upon us. Can I can I talk about that? Sure. May I? Okay. Let's sure. start with Strike Team. Strike Team is incredibly difficult to source. Agreed? Everybody talks about trying to get it and trying to tear it up and trying to get all the, the shards and the pieces. And then Scopely will offer, maybe like they did in weekend number three, an auction. Okay? Like they did for Weiyun. And because Strike Team is so difficult to source, Bubba Joe, people don't think. People don't think twice. They just go. Mm-hmm. They just go. Look, Clapping and Kirk says, how about these new $100 packs with 20 shards in them? Now, I don't even know. Are they selling a Strike Team pack right now? Because there's a lot of packs in the store. Uh, so I'm not no. even sure. No, no. The, yeah, see, Strike Team is so tightly controlled, they won't even sell those for $100 for 20 shards. There was well, one for Strike is, Team La'on. There was. There is the random pack. And the random pack has Strike Team La'on, Gold Ducat, but not Wayu. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. All right. So you have a chance to get By... a full unlock of Gold Ducat and a full unlock of of a Laon, but not of Wayu. Okay. Now I'm gonna we're we're just gonna lay out a quick little experiment. By show of hands in the chat. By show of hands, how many of you feel that it is absolutely imperative that you take every opportunity or spend a little bit of money here and there to get your strike team captains tiered up? How many of you guys feel like it's important for you to tear up your strike team captains? Okay. Interesting responses here in the chat, Bubba Joe. Let's take a look. Some people say meh. Some people say no. Uh, other people saying yes, I do. Yes, me here. Uh, yes. Other people saying no, not at all. Okay. Uh, all I think the- it depends on the captain. I think it might depend on the captain. 
That's what we're going to talk about today, community, is how Scopely has controlled or restricted access to Strike Team in such a way that players will jump through three flaming hoops just to participate in an auction, like they did this past weekend with the cross-server solo leaderboard for Wayun, the absolute worst version of an auction they launched this past weekend for the worst of the three strike team captains. And Bubba Joe, in this cross-server solo leaderboard, I saw players in my own bracket scoring north of 50 million points. All right. As a matter of fact, the top six players eclipsed 50 million points in my bracket. That what? What? All right. Look here. Well, part Gator. of that is just G5. Right. I mean, part of that is you looking at the G5 economy versus the G4 economy. <sighs> okay. Maybe. That is still high scoring points. That is still people going in, rushing things, doing whatever for an officer that that in some cases, maybe it is just an opportunity to get shards. Maybe it is just for the sake of progression. But there were plenty of cases, Bubba Joe, where people were like, yes, I won first place in my Wayun auction. I've got him to tier two. Oh, yeah. Look at Captain Jack, who scored 40 million points and didn't finish in the top 30. For whatever reason, Bubba Joe, Strike Team has stricken this feeling into, into the hearts and souls of players where they just feel like if they are available, they got to go. They got to go. And they got to go It's hard. like you're looking into my soul. Mark. That forty million was just to cover his SMS. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Let's talk a little bit about these strike team captains. We dove into this last week, Bubba Joe, and it spurred a conversation that players apparently really enjoyed from the Talking Trek panel. Not only a conversation amongst us, but we started doing math, we started doing spreadsheets, we started doing nerd things. All right, and and then they were like, well, what about Ducat? Can you compare that to Ducat? Can you compare that to La'on? Let's look at all three strike teams, and let's see which ones actually have any benefit whatsoever in pursuing them long-term. So, Bubba Joe, we will begin with the conversation that we had about Explore Strike Team's captain, Wayun. We talked this past week about how there were ways to use Admiral Picard and maybe another Triangle Officer in place of that captain spot for the morale. We don't need to go back into that particular crowing, but you did say that, um, I said, rather, that you said it was worth him being in the side card position, and yep. that would be because of an officer ability. Now, very few times exist in this game. Very few uh, officers exist in this game. There are some, but there are very few in which promoting an officer does absolutely nothing. There are a couple, very few, but there are a couple. Weyun, unbeknownst to me, fell into that category because when Bubba says, well, he's great in the side card, 
in the side slot, I'm thinking, okay, well, his officer ability, increasing shots. I even said that on the last show, Bubba Joe. It depends on the shots, how many shots you have on that weapon. It's got to be providing a benefit. And Bubba Joe comes out and says, <laughs> oh, sweet and innocent child. Wei-un, I don't think I said it quite like that. Wayun, you sweet, innocent thing. Wayun provides no benefit at all going from Tier 1 to Tier 2. As a matter of fact, you claimed that it would be Tier 4 before most players saw any kind of a tangible increase in his officer ability. Is that about? Yep. Yeah. Well... Naturally, community. You were like, no, naturally. No, that's not the case. Obviously, community. I thought Bubba Joe was absolute full of poo poo garbage. Okay? This is Bubba Joe just being Bubba Joe. This is Bubba Joe just being a big old whiny butt. This is Bubba Joe wanting tier five and wanting it now. I want it all. Right? I want that's all it was, Bubba yep. Joe. You were just being a big old spoiled brat baby. Well, I decided that I was going to embark on a quest, Bubba Joe, of proving you wrong. How'd that go? How did it go? Oh. Yeah. Okay. This is how it went. <laughs> During my attempt to prove Bubba Joe wrong, I found ridiculous math. I found the most terrible math. I found absolutely scary math. The math frightened me, Bubba Joe. And I have now placed that said math into the graphics room for your review. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening in podcast form, hop on over into our Discord. Visit the graphics room where you will find a very ugly spreadsheet, Bubba Joe, because I don't do the pretty things, all right? I just do the nerd things. You will find a very ugly little sample spreadsheet here of some of the testing that I did with Wayun. By the way, that spreadsheet is available if anybody wants it. I'm happy to show it to you so that you can see that my math is indeed correct. I even, Bubba Joe, Ripper, you would be very proud of me. I even used actual uh, mathematical formulas and functions on this math so that it would simulate exactly, Bubba Joe, how your ship would perform. Nice. Because obviously 76%, 80%, 88%, it doesn't result in round numbers, does it? Nope, it does not. It does not result in round numbers. Uh, Further, in the second chart of, of... stuff there. You can't just you can't just visibly round it because Bubba if if like for example that top left or most cell it's displaying two, but if the actual calculation was 1.6, that is actually the mathematical computation that belongs in that cell. So if I'm doing a calculation later based off of that cell, I don't want it to reflect 1.6. I need it to reflect actual the number 2, right? Uh, well, n- no. I mean, if you're, let's say you had something that took it to 1.6, and then you had something else that came along and said, "I'm giving you an extra 10% shots," 
it would be off of the 1.6. It would not be off of the 2. Your 2 would not go to 2.2. Your 1.6 would go to... Um, You're right. You know, For the so, calculation of the shots. Yes. But yes. what I wanted to show was how it's going to impact the game. What I wanted to show is how many shots are we actually going to get in real-world application. So the second piece of this chat, or the chart, chat also, the second piece of this chart shows the delta, Bubba Joe, in real gameplay environments, a.k.a. The tier of Wayun, that section that says improvement in total shots by tier of Wayun under the tier two category, all right, that would basically say, Bubba Joe, going to tier two, how many more shots does that give me than he would at tier one? Or if we slide to the right a little bit, let's take a look at tier four. How many tier four, how many extra shots am I going to get out of tier four than I would have gotten out of tier three. Do you understand, Bubba, what I'm saying? How I, I did do. this chart? I wanted to see the tier-by-tier -tier benefit of this officer. Now, Wayun does do uh, a, a couple of different things because he is based on the number of shots per weapon, right, Bubba Joe? Yes. It's not necessarily yep. based on weapons, shots received. So, so – so your violet mileage may vary depending on the types of ships you have. Correct. Which is why we accounted for every possible ship in the game. You will notice along the left-hand side, there is a category for shots per weapon. Okay? And obviously, it stands to reason that not every ship has the same number of weapons that fire the exact same number of shots. So you're going to use multiple lines. You're going to use multiple rows of this chart when calculating the number of shots that you're going to get. For example, Bubba Joe, let's look at the chart. Let's assume that you have a Tier 1 Weyun. Let's look at the chart, and let's say that you have two weapons that fire two shots in Round 1 and one weapon that fires three shots. Anybody familiar with that particular firing pattern? What firing pattern has two weapons at two shots and one at three shots? That sounds like a pylum. It does indeed sound like a pylum. Bubba Joe, please take a look at the chart and calculate for me what a round one total number of shots would be based on the, firing, the round one firing pattern of a pylum. Um, well, the two would go to four. Oh, would it? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see Bubba's always right. So I'm trying to really mess him up right now. Based <laughs> on the chart, <laughs> a tier one way for a weapon that fires two shots would go to four. All right, and a fair. weapon that fires three shots would go to five. On a pilot, he doesn't do anything, right? Because it's not a, an intercept or an explorer. All right, anyway. Oh, pilot. <laughs> All right, now let's go. Man. <laughs> I win. Two points for me. All right, let's go, let's go to a Corey. All right, let, let's be realistic now, okay? Let's go to a corridor. Actually, I'm going to let the chat decide. You guys decide. What explorer do you guys want to do this one? You want to do it on a G3 Epic Enterprise? I could do that. We could do it on a Coronar. I could do that. 
Uh, Valdor. Captain Planet says do it on a Valdor. Coronar. All right, let's do both. We'll do a Valdor first, Bubba Joe. G4. Uncommon. Here's a Valdor where, Bubba Joe, it has three weapons. In round number one, though, it only has two weapons that fire two shots. Okay? Two weapons that fire two shots each. We'll talk about round two in a moment. All right? But round one, Bubba Joe, two energy weapons that each have Two shots. Tell me what a tier one Wayun will do according to the chart. Uh, a tier one Wayun will turn two shots into four shots. All right. So with Valdor in round one, I would go from four shots without Wayun to how many shots with Wayun? Eight. Eight shots. Now, let me ask this very simple, not misleading, not misdirection question. Is the unlock of Weyun important? Yes. Why? Because you doubled your shots. You doubled your shots. Okay. I'm good with that. I agree with that sentiment. Now, Bubba Joe, let's look at the chart. And using a Tier 1 Weyun, let's go into Round 2. Let's assume, let's assume that we are going to keep morale. Okay, that is an assumption here that all these, that, you know, you got 100% morale. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's assume that we got morale in round one and we got morale in round two. Now tell me what Wayun will do in any round thereafter, Bubba Joe. Round two plus, again, assuming that you keep nonstop morale because he only procs for two rounds, which means you've got a benefit in round two and it will never get better, right? Because in round three, your, tier, or your round one proc will fall off. You will never have more than two procs. Are we in agreement Correct. there? Yes. Okay. So let's take a look at round two of that same Valdor. In round two, Bubba Joe, we actually have a Pylum-style firing pattern. Three weapons will fire. The same two energy weapons will still fire the same two shots, but that third disruptor array, Bubba Joe, fires three shots. Using a Tier 1 Weyoun, Please tell me the number of shots that you're going to get in round two using this chart. So if each of the energy weapons fired would normally fire two, they would each fire five. And then the one that fires the projectile that fires three would fire eight in round two. Wow. So that's 18 shots in round two? As opposed to seven. Woo! That's good. I ask the question again. Is a Tier 1 Weyun worth the unlock? Well, that seems pretty relevant to me. Does seem pretty relevant to me. Okay. So, Weyun must be valuable. Well, here comes a cross-server solo leaderboard. Bubba Joe, I'm going all in. I need, I need all the shots. I want all the shots Weyun, you are my Valdor's savior. You make me unstoppable in PvP. I need more. So, I spent 50 you need million. it all? I, I, I want it all! I want it all! I want it all! Now, 
So the crossover solo leaderboard comes out like it did this past weekend. Bubba Joe and I'm going to go, and I'm going to spend 50 million points in that auction. And I win. I win. Now, I have a Tier 2 Wayun. I am so excited. Let's use the same ship, the same example, the same firing pattern. May I? Bubba Joe. Yes. Tier 2 Wayun in round number one for that same Valdor. Remember, two shots from each of two weapons. Now that I'm a Tier yep. 2 Wayun, what do I get? Oh, I'm so excited for this. I get even get, more shots. You get eight shots, just like you had before. Huh? Just like you had the first time. You mean the two shots only turns into the four shots? Correct. But that's what he did at Tier 1. So he's got to be better. Correct. No, 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 no. He's Tier 2 now. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> huh. Okay. Okay, okay. Fine, fine, fine. But I've got extra shots in Round 2. So let's go to Round 2. Round 2 of the Tier 2 way, and surely to goodness, the three shots are going to get me more shots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah? Nope. Huh? Three shots is still eight. Two shots is still five. No change. Uh, Do you feel sad now? Well, I just spent 50 million points. I would like to, you know. You wanted something for your points? Yeah, obviously. Well, let's put it this way. You're a tier closer to, you're a tier, closer to tier three where you might see a small little change. But to get to tier three, now you've got to win two more auctions to get those shards. <laughs> Don't worry, you got stats. Oh, I did. Uh, okay. Bistro says, congratulations, DJ. Your pig now has the most lipstick of any pig. Correct. All right. That's exactly what just happened. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the second half of this chart. All right. Look at the second half of the chart. To go to a tier two way on. Regardless of round, regardless of shots per weapon with one mild exception, he has no benefit to promoting to Tier 2. None. Zero. Zilch. Until you somehow, somewhere, find a ship in the game that fires six shots from one weapon. Not just any ship. An explorer. An explorer. <laughs> An explorer. That's right. All right. Can anybody tell me of any explorers, because there is one, any explorers that do indeed have six shots coming from one weapon? Captain Andrew Stevens says, got him! That's right, everybody. The level 60 G5 Epic Enterprise D is the only ship in the game that will give Wayun one extra shot. One, mind you, extra shot per round, round two plus on a tier two Wayun. <laughs> now that's, that's just to be clear, that's extra compared to tier one. Correct, correct, correct. Tier extra. one. Getting the unlock, still important. If you're still trying to unlock Wayun and you want to pick up a few extra shards in the leaderboard, 
You absolutely should do that. Tier one Wayun is good. Correct. Absolutely. Which is where I wanted to draw the attention today to the fact of is an officer worth tearing up as compared to the unlock? We have officers in the game where the unlock is key. The unlock is powerful. The unlock is all that really matters. And then there are other officers where tier five is just necessary to have the kind of impact that you want, right? Somebody throw me out an officer where the unlock is truthfully 80 to 90 plus percent of their of their use. Like players can use him at tier one. I like it. Riker, that's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Rom, excellent. Yuki, yeah, yeah, I'd say Yuki's a good one there. Pike, absolutely. Okay. The both Pikes, for that matter. Both Pikes, for that matter, yep. Some benefit to tearing them up, but the massive ability coming at Tier 1, coming at the unlock. And then on the other <laughs> hand, then on the other hand, we have officers that, that require... Zandy's is poking you. What, what did Zandy say? <laughs> Tal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Tal. Okay, uh, yeah, Tal. Listen, listen, I don't deny it. I don't deny it. I'm just stubborn. I'm just stubborn, okay? I don't deny it. I know he's great for a lot of people. I'm not going to say he ain't great. I just, I'm stubborn. I refuse on principle. All right, let's talk about officers that require Tier 5 before they're before they're the best that they can be. All right. Uh, or at least require. Okay, let me rephrase. What about officers that are completely worthless at tier one, but at later tiers become massively powerful? There's several I can think of. Five of 11. Trinity officers, all three of them. I, I don't know that five of 11 fits. Yeah, well, you're right. You're we right. spent the last show, we spent the last show talking about how Picard, Beverly, um, she is good is all good. the time, but I mean, you're right. you're also and going to a hundred percent bonus as compared to twenty percent bonus. So, but but you're right. She but is a twenty percent bonus is not nothing. Like it's, yeah, it's I know 20%. you're right. So, um, but I, there are some other ones. So I think that uh, you know that, that have been mentioned here that are not like um, about six of eleven. Sure, six of eleven is one. Uh -huh. um, Kelvin Spock. Yes. The Triangle Busters, yep. Kang, Sharvanek, and Marcus, yes. all three of them. Uh, so there's lots of officers you need to level up to be really effective. Yeah. How about a six was pack? good out the gate? What are you talking about? Six your... is not out the gate. Six is requires. <laughs> yes, he was the very first day that you got him. We were pushing um, five Kirk six on the Enterprise and crushing Armadas. Well, yeah. huge significant gains were made on, at first tier. I no 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 no. He wasn't he wasn't tier one. I don't think. I I think he started really shining at like tier two, maybe tier three. But yeah, no, he was he was definitely good. People trashed on him Father's Day of 2019, Bubba Joe. You remember? Yep, I do. Yeah, people people really uh, trashing on him. Another. And then we showed them what's one? what. You forget. Oh. <laughs> another. <laughs> That's right, Carkin. Thank you. Thank another you. another good officer is your pet project, Data. Data. Yes, he's a tier five officer all day. All right, so let's come back to Wayun. 
Is there a benefit to maxing uh, or, or to even promoting Wayun to Tier 2? No. Not Tier 2. No. Now, Tier 3 could be a little different story, but you're right, Bubba Joe. Now it's 50 million points in one auction times three auctions at the minimum. Um, it, you know, it, depending on your scores. The score is obviously subjective, but it is going to take several uh, full auctions to get the number of shards that are needed to get to Tier 3. Let's do the same thing at Tier 3. Now, we're not going to go through the the stuff up at the top, all right? The, the shots are there. The chart is there. What I want to focus on is the second piece of this chart because it compares the delta. So, Bubba Joe, let's just go down the chart. If I've got, if I've got a weapon that fires only one shot, even at Tier 3, any round possible. Does Wayun at Tier 3 give me any advantage if I only have one shot per weapon? Uh, not leveling up. He gives you an advantage, right? The, the advantage he gives you at Tier 1 is the only advantage you're going to get. Correct. Yeah, so there's no delta between Tier 2 and Tier 1 or even Tier 3 and Tier 2, right? Correct. Correct. Where you will see a delta at Tier 3 will not come in the first round. If you have two shots per weapon, you won't even get a benefit in round one, Bubba Joe, but in rounds two plus, then you will get one extra shot on Tier 3 as compared to Tier 2. One extra shot per round as compared from Tier 3 to Tier 2. Yes? Yes. Okay. Now, extra shots, you keep screaming about extra shots being great. It's not the worst in the world, but it is one extra shot every round from round two beyond if you've got two shots on the weapon. Here's what's even more disgusting. Look at three shots per weapon, community. Tier three, three shots per weapon. Can somebody tell me? What explorers in the game have three shots per weapon? Let's look at the G3 Epic Enterprise. Does it have any weapon that fires three shots? No, it does not. All right, let's look at the G4 Uncommon Valdor. I think we just looked at that one. There is one ship, Bubba Joe, that has three shots, right? Yep. Uh, the Coronar. Uh, very similar to the Pylum, going to the G4 Rare Coronar, uh, looking at its firing pattern. It has one weapon, even less than the Valdor, folks. It's got one weapon that fires in round one, and then every third round thereafter, it will fire a third shot. So Bubba Joe, in round one with a Cory, this is super important, by the way, we're going to do a comparison. In the Corey, in round one, I have one weapon that fires three shots. So if I'm looking at my chart, going from tier two to tier three, what happens in round one on that weapon? That weapon goes from three shots to six shots. Well, three As shots opposed at to base. Five. Yeah, that's right. Three shots at base, tier one. Will take him to five. Tier two Correct. takes him to five. Tier three will take that Corey to six now. So I do get that one shot. But look, folks, right next to it, what happens in every subsequent round? Is there an it's improvement? It's the same. 
It's the same. It's the same as tier two, which is the same as tier one. So that means with a coronar, folks, I will get one extra shot as compared to tier two because of the placement of that math. Now let's back down real quick, Bubba Joe. Let's back down to that Valdor. The Valdor, crazy enough, is better with a tier three Wayun than the Cory is. Why is that, Bubba Joe? I don't know. I'm confused as to where you're going here. Because it's not. I completely misspoke, and I have made an error. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? It's not. For the for the you were trying you were trying to trip me up again. I know I was I was I was trying for the for the Valdor, for the Valdor, it does nothing even at tier three. Nothing different, okay. Wayun is an officer that that's just bad. Now, uh, real quick, explores with four shots per weapon. I'm not even sure I know of any. What what is the Enterprise A? How many shots does it have? Yep, it does have one weapon, the even rounds where it's got four shots. So with the four with the Enterprise A, Bubba Joe, Wayun at tier three will provide you some benefit. Yep. It's just not super pronounced, okay? G4 epics, folks, where you start to get. And by the way, Bubba Joe, even at Tier 3, how many extra shots compared to Tier 2 can I get on my G4 epic ship? One. Only one extra shot per round. Oh, dear Lord. Dear well, Lord you know what? in heaven. You know what, DJ? Maybe all the strike team are like this. You're probably right. They probably all actually suck. Uh, that's just strike team. They're the worst officers in the game. As a matter of fact, Bubba Joe, I, uh, took you up on your challenge that all strike team officers suck. And I decided to do the exact (laughs) same math for how about my friend Gull Ducat. I like Ducat. I'm an interceptor owner. I fly Ducat. Take a look in your graphics room, folks. Uh, now Ducat does work a little bit differently, doesn't he, Bubba Joe? Yes, he does. Please explain the difference in Ducat as, compla- as compared to Wayun in his function. So Wayun triggers only uh, the only thing Wayun cares about is how many shots you fire, right? He's going to scale the shots you fire. Ducat gives you more shots based on the number of shots you've received. Oh, ho, ho, that's a big difference. Now, is it based on the number of shots that I receive, like even with the shot amplification that could come from Wayun? No, it is based on the number of weapons that have hit you. Based on the number of weapons that have fired at least one shot. So, Ducat reads, when shot while on an interceptor with hull breach, and we're going to use the same assumption here, assuming 100% morale, assuming 100% hull breach, Gold Ducat increases the number of shots by 20, uh, what is it, 20, 20, 20, 20, 25% once per weapon for five rounds. 
Well, 25% sucks, Bubba Joe. That is way lower than 76%, isn't it? It seems like it would be awful, right? (laughs) Well, let's go back and remember, folks, that this is shots or weapons that fire at you. And it stacks for five rounds. So, Bubba Joe, if I have... Uh, if I'm flying interceptor strike team and I'm going up against a ship that has only one weapon that fires at me per round, what's the most number of procs that I can get? Uh, five. In round one, it would just be one, right? Yes. And then in round yes. two, I would get my second. Three would yes. keep going, and it would keep stacking up all the way to round five, which is why this chart that I just posted in the graphics room, I didn't do rounds one, two, three, and four, and five. And I didn't even put round one in there because Bubba – if it's a round one proc, I've already been hit, right? So what's my right. bonus for round one? If I've already taken the shot and then he procs, chances are, I mean, depends on who attacks in battle, but that's why I left round one out of it because it's just kind of messy, all right? It all depends on the timing of the shots, right? Do you fire first? Exactly. Um, I and assume... each ship has a different timing. Right. Yeah. So if if your weapons fired first and then their weapons hit you, those weapons that have already fired won't get the bonus shots. Correct. So I didn't even pretend to assume that there would be a round one benefit, although there are situations where there can be. Okay. This one, like I said, is not an apples to apples comparison. It is a little bit different. All right. But let's assume that we're on that we're fighting a player, Bubba Joe, where I'm going to receive three shots uh three weapons per round which by the way is not super common we might have to do this math with a little bit lower but i wanted to demonstrate all the green we see at the bottom okay again just like the wayun chart this second piece this second piece demonstrates the delta of the previous tier Okay, demonstrates the delta of the previous tier. Cruzito says, which battleship does that? Does it need to be a battleship? No. That's why it's so spectacular. It doesn't have to be a battleship. It can be any ship that fires upon you. Okay, but again, you're right. Not every, not, not very many ships will fire three weapons every single round either. Heck, some ships don't even have three weapons. All right. So this, again, makes it a little bit tougher, which is also why, Cruzito, I decided to make extra charts just for Gold Ducat. All right. I made extra charts for you because I also went, Bubba Joe, and made a chart for receiving one weapon shot per round. And, And then I also went and I made another chart for receiving four shots per round in the event of, you know, say, a pilum or a quarry or something of ridiculous nature like that. Because, again, remember, it's based on the shots you take. So none of these charts are going to be exactly correct on every single round of every single PvP encounter because a lot of ships might fire three weapons in round two, 
one weapon in round three, two weapons in round four, then three weapons again in round five. Who knows? Okay. It's much harder to predict what, what, what Ducat is going to do. Absolutely. Now, Viper says I could do a lookup. Well, so that's why I said I would make the spreadsheet available to you because that what the way I did these formulas is all I did was change that number at the top. So we could make it a lookup. Absolutely, it could be. Um, because that number at the very top where it says assumptions, three shots per round received, um, that's exactly what I did. That is the only thing you have to change, and it will update all the math. All right? But, again... It's still not super like it would again be difficult to to map that out because you would need to also determine you know how many shots you got in that first round and then as if it's different than the number of shots you got in round number two and et cetera et cetera. Moon Knight says it's a lot of work for an officer we use twice a month. Hence my summary uh, reason for wanting to teach on this today, Moon Knight. People don't use it that often, so they probably don't super-duper think about it. And when an auction comes around, players trip over themselves to go get it. Bubba, comparing Wayun and Gold Ducat, we said Wayun has value on the unlock, but not really nearly as much priority on tearing it up until Tier 4. What about Gold Ducat? Is he valuable on the unlock? Gold Ducat is valuable on the unlock. He is valuable at all of his tiers. Does Gold Ducat provide additional value as you tier him up? Yes. Yes, he does. Is Gold Ducat worth investing into an auction to get additional tiers? Uh, yes. He is worth upgrading. Okay. That is correct. That is my interpretation as well. There's one more strike team captain. Okay? There's one more strike team captain. Gator says you can't get to Tier 4 without going through Tier 2, DJ. And I get that, Gator. But when I, you think about the number of materials you're going to spend for one extra shot or two extra shots and then go back and look at that Gold Ducat chart, I mean, we're talking here at Tier, say, Tier 2 where you're now receiving the delta of multiple shots per round. Okay? Look at Tier 2. If I happen to get hit by two shot, uh, two weapons, uh, sorry, four weapons, Bubba Joe, by round five, I'm going to get two additional shots per round every round as compared to Tier 1. Look at Tier 3. I'm at three shots. Look, the, the Tier 3 at round five would get me four extra shots as compared to Tier 2. All right? The delta is significantly, significantly larger is kind of what we wanted to point out. Look at the bottom part of the chart there, Gator, and how many more shots you will get than the previous tier as you tier him up. So we got one more strike team captain before we take a break. Let's take a look at the last strike team captain. That would be strike team La'on. However, La'an is also structurally different. And this is going to surprise so many people, Bubba Joe. La'an is structurally different. I know that we are all going to agree with the same 
conclusion on Strike Team La'on. Is Strike Team La'on worth the unlock? Yes. Absolutely she is. Absolutely she is. Now, trick question time. Get your thinking caps on. Is Strike Team La'on worth tearing up? Now, that's a funny question. Huh. Huh. So. Not really. Well, it depends. Okay. So I took Strike Team La'on out a couple days ago for some PvP action. And I was not, I had a number of battles. I was not triggering burning in round one. Now, why do you need burning? Why do you need burning, DJ? With La'on, you need burning so that you get your extra shots from La'on's captain's maneuver. Correct. So, so if you are able to get burning regularly with her ability at tier one, then there's no reason to upgrade her. But if you're finding that you're missing that trigger, upgrading her helps increase that burning trigger. That's all it does. Agreed. It provides you burning. Um, real quick question. The assimilate effect. Does Did we determine that that was multiplicative or a reduction? Does assimilate reduce her chance uh, from, what, 65% down to 40%? No. It's multiplicative. So it would take 65% because mine's tier two. It would take 65% and give me 75% of the 65% in a burning chance. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. Now, let's take assimilate out of it for a minute because obviously assimilate could have an impact on La'on. All right. But let's take a look at La'on. The officer ability is only to improve your chance at burning. Now, I'm going to ask a crazy question. Is that a concern beyond round one? Very. Why would it, why would it not be a concern after round one? Well, let's look at the odds. First of all, La'on, if she procs, will give you burning for three rounds. Bubba, you remember the math that we had discussed. Putz! Oh, he had to go to class. You remember the math that we discussed on Picard and his morale ability. 90%. What are the odds that you don't get it in round one was 10%, right? What are the odds you don't get it in either of the first two rounds drops to 1%, right? And the odds that you would not get morale in either of the first three rounds became 0.1%. As a matter of fact, the chances of not procking morale in any three-round stretch was 0.1%. Okay? So we look at Lawn. Lawn also works on a three-round cycle. In round one, uh, mine happens to be tier two, so it's 65%. I don't know what she is at tier one. Let's let's use the tier one number. Uh, Officer Lawn. Here we go. Tier one, 60%, Bubba Joe. 60% opportunity to proc burning in the first round. Well, obviously, that is um, an opportunity for you to fail, right? That in that first round, you've got 40% chance you're not going to get your bonus shots. And that could be enough to end the battle, 
certainly. Yep. Isn't it based on your shots? No. Well, yes, actually, you're right. While on a battleship, each time your ship hits with a weapon, you've got a 60% chance. So you're right, Karkin. All right, that just makes it better. So let's just for right now, let's assume, and by the way, again, not per shot, per weapon, okay? Not per shot, but per weapon. So let's assume for a minute that we're going to go with a weapon that only fires one, a, a ship that only fires one weapon. Can we just for a moment, Bubba, we'll do that? Yep. All right. Yep. So that means in round one, I've got 40% chance that I'm not going to burn. That's bad news bears. Yes. But in round two, that 40% turns into 16%. All right. So now I have an 80, uh, 84% chance now to proc burning in uh, my first two rounds. And she is a three-round ability. So if I'm going to take the um, – chance and take a look at whether or not I could get burning in the first three rounds, 6.4% failure rate. 6.4%. Now, those pretty good odds. Outside of the first round, maybe even the second round, Bubba Joe, if I get a proc, then I am going to keep my burning, for the most part, because... She lasts for three rounds, and I've only got a 6.4% failure rate that she would actually not proc for three rounds in a row. Okay. Okay? Now, Karkin is right. If, I, uh, if I'm firing a ship that has a second weapon, second weapon, then that 40% in round one, Bubba Joe, gets accelerated. Now, I've only got a 16% chance to fail my proc in round one. Okay? 16% chance to fail my proc in round one. In round two, let's assume that I still have those same two weapons. Bubba Joe, now I'm at a 2.6% failure rate on burning inside the first two rounds. And if I go to round three, it's now 0.41% failure rate. 0.41, meaning, community, you have a better chance at pulling a full pull of Honor Guard Wharf in the Amalgam Refinery than you do of failing burning three rounds in a row with a tier one on. So there is an Wait argument here. I thought that was more of a smaller percentage than that. I thought Honor Guard Wharf was 0.5%. Is he less? Uh, technically, he's lessed at less than 1%. Oh, okay. I thought he was 0.5%. Okay. Uh, Yagadi says, or failing a rare ATA. Correct. Or having Scoobly bring back rare ticket events. Also correct. <laughs> poke, poke, poke. All right. So, Bubba Joe. There is an argument towards tiering La'an, but it only pretty much exists in round one, and it depends on how many weapons you have that will fire 
in the first round. Let's take a look at battleships now. Let's take a look at battleships. Let's go to G3 Epic Augur. G3 Epic Augur. In round one, Bubba Joe, I'm going to use two weapons. Okay? Two weapons, which means to fail my burning proc, even in round one, is only a 16% chance. I got an 84% chance success rate. We were praising Picard at 90%. All right, I've got an 84% success rate at proccing burning with lawn in round one. All right, so pretty daggone good. And then, like, it's, like we talked about, it's fractions of a percent moving forward. Let's take a look at a G4 Uncommon Katinga in round one. Bubba Joe also firing two weapons, so same thing. 16% failure rate. G4 Uncommon, uh, sorry, G4 Rare which would be the Newton. The Newton fires three weapons in the first round. So, Bubba Joe, if I'm looking at the Newton, again, we're using a Tier 1 La'on. Oops, wrong button. If I can't type, you guys are going to beat me to it. There we go. 6.4% chance. Failure. Burning. Round one, new tech. So, I, everything you're saying here is correct, DJ. But the other thing you have to consider is that the reason we're talking about burning is for her captain's ability, correct? Right. Okay. Now, her captain's ability stacks for each round you're burning. So, if you miss that first round and you start in the second round, you've missed that first round trigger for an additional... 100 plus percent of shots. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's not it's say, not just it's not just a switch, right? It's growing as you progress through Agreed. The so, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And why I say Laon is a mixed bag. All right. I am going to personally say that it 100% depends on the ship that you're flying. All right? If a Newton, for example, is my primary ship, then no. I'm probably not investing into tearing up lawn because I've already got a 94% chance at proccing burning in the first round. All right? That's better than most other officers in the game, Bubba Joe. I'm going to take a pass. All right? I'm going to take a pass on that. If I've got a battleship, for example... Maybe the G3 Uncommon Bordis. Okay? Not, pff, even the Bordis fires three weapons in round one. Even the Bordis fires three weapons in round one. So you got a 4% chance, Bubba Joe, of failing burning on a Bordis. Let's check the Legionary. Surely to God there is a bad ship somewhere. And the Legionary fires two weapons in round one as well. Holy smokes, Bubba Joe. Is there a battleship that fires only one shot in round one? The Orion Corvette. <laughs> the Mantis. Okay. You wouldn't use that, but okay. My point is, Bubba, it is, you're right. If you miss burning in that first round, it could sway the turn of battle. And improving your burning opportunity is not necessarily a bad thing. But for the common player, 
for the common player who has to carefully strategize their spend, carefully budget themselves on what they're going to spend on, let's look at Laon in the grand scheme of the other strike team captains. And again, of course, also we're assuming that you've got all three kinds of ship, which is not necessarily always going to be the case, and certainly not recommended that you heavily invest in all of them. All right, you pick your lead ship and you strengthen that one up a little bit. Thank you, Hugo. The USS Intrepid, the G3 rare, Bubba Joe, has one weapon in the first round. That might be the one ship where Strike Team Laon needs a tear up. So let me come back and acknowledging what you've said, Bubba, that round one is crucially important. And I don't disagree. But there are some caveats to that. Do you feel that you would recommend to a G3 or a G4 player to go drop everything they've got for a tear-up of Strike Team on? Well, if you're asking me would I do it over Wayun, the answer is yes. If you're asking me if I would do it over Ducat, the answer is no. Okay. So let's summarize our first segment right here. Unlock versus tear up. Wayun. Unlock worth it? Yes. Tear up worth it? No. Ducat. Unlock worth it? Yes. Tear up worth it? Yes. Laon. Unlock worth it? Yes. Tear up worth it? Maybe. Probably. Ish. Definitely in the middle. (laughs) Dragon Keeper says, I'm going to go with yes and yes. Dragon Keeper says, yes, I think so too. Actually, Dragon Keeper says over Ducat. I don't know about all that. All right. It does depend on your firing pattern. Okay. Don't disagree. It does depend on the firing pattern. But Hugo? It also depends on the ship, right? If you are using a, again, this is maybe a little bit whaley, but if you're using a Tribune, you got to have burning round two. Otherwise, you miss your big, round two is the big round for the Tribune because mm-hmm. you're not getting to round five, right? So if you miss round two, you're you're in trouble for that fight, for a PvP fight. Um, but as far as like uh, um, an obliterator, right? You want to make sure you've got that burning for the obliterator, right? You got to, and that obliterator is going to fire a bunch of times. So, Again, it really depends on the ship you're flying. If you're flying neither of those two, you're flying a um, an Intrepid, just to pick that out, right? Or you're flying a, um, what's the Klingon one? The um, um, Gladius? Thank, uh, no, no, the Klingon no, that's one. That's the, the Burrell. Um, no, that's an Explorer. Bur- the Bortus. The Bortus. Thank yeah. you. The Bortus. If you're flying a Bortus that doesn't care about burning whatsoever, then... Maybe it's not as important, right? Because then the only thing that burning is triggering is lawn. So if you're using a ship that wants burning and you're trying to trigger burning for lawn, maybe it is really important that you have burning for the entire battle. But it is really much, very much a case-by-case basis. But I think, in general, the first two things we said are absolutely certain. Unlocking Wayun is important. Don't bother leveling him up because you're not going to see an improvement for a really, really long time. Ducat is good for unlock, good for leveling up. And then the last one is uh, Laon is great for unlock, and it depends on the leveling up. 
yes on. to yes to yes to maybe. Yeah, and and let's not pretend that it's as black and white as that. Because now I'm seeing in the chat, well, there's a few other things to consider, DJ, including statistics, right? Obviously, lower deck ship slots, the more stats you got on the bridge, the better you can do with your ship bonuses. I acknowledge yeah, that. Yeah, but none of these strike team officers rely on overstatting. So once no, you hit but that you, point, you cure. Yeah, but I mean, if you've got a G4 ship with only two slots, might be tough to even get just your ship bonuses. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. yes, stats will always matter. Um, assimilate can have an impact. Bubba Joe was just talking about, especially with the officer ability of Laon being burning, that could potentially impact your decision to tear up Laon even more. All right. Uh, it's going to have very little impact on Wayun and Dukan. It's going to have a decent impact on, uh, because both of those are extra shots. So assimilate can definitely come in and have I'm an impact as well. Of what what the math does to Wayun when he gets hit at seventy five percent value, because he's got a high percentage, it's going to drop it from eighty to sixty. I wonder, I wonder if it's going to matter. I have not run that math yet. Well, that would be easy for us to do. Um, that would actually be pretty easy for us to do uh, during the commercial break because that is just a plug number. So I can do that during the commercial break, which we're going to take now. That is your long and uh, you're not so quick and dirty on the strike team captains. And what I think a lot of the players miss when Scopely launches these auctions, especially for Wayun, I would have been thrilled. I know this, I, I, this is borderline ripper for me to even say, but I would have taken great pleasure because I screamed out very loudly against that selection of style combined with the selection of officer. I told them I, for one, will not spend a single material, and I did not. And I would have really, really liked to have seen people catch on to that garbage event and and realize what Scopely was trying to do with that. Unfortunately, they didn't, Bubba Joe. So I thought maybe we should spend a few minutes on it to to really explain why tearing up Wayun is absolutely pointless. It's just pointless. I agree. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break. When we return, we're going to come back, take a look at Assimilate on Wayun. And then we're going to move on into the discussion and recap of the March arc. We will issue our grades or our ratings, rather, and we will also uh, provide you a hint towards the April arc of which Ripper is super excited. All of that and more on the other side of the break. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a moment. Hang on. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. PvpTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvpTarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for a player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit PvpTarget.com today. That's PvpTarget.com. Dot com.
This program is made possible in part by a grant from Schaff's Salad Dressings, now with fewer calories because they're made with 20% spackle. Okay, thanks to everyone for joining us in class today. Let's start with a quick ozone therapy warm-up. And in with the good air. Now hold it. And out with the bad air. <gasps> Excuse me. No need, Tammy. This is a safe space. Let's keep going. Breathe in. And now release. Nice one, Gerald. Oh, is that tacos? Guacamole is my favorite healthy fat. I can tell. And one more time, class. In through the caboose and out through the same keister. Nice job, class. Get that bad energy out. Oh, and before we continue, gas masks are by the front door if anyone needs. It's all a game The charges won't go away DOJ Feels like they hate me today A disgrace These people's stories are so old Remember the night When they invaded my home I'm a playboy in a nice car I ride, Dems want me caught in a lie. Dems really want me caught in a lie. It's very sad, folks. It really, really is. Talking about Tal. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. Appreciate you guys all being here. Uh, welcome back to Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Uh, during the break, as promised, Bubba Joe, very quick and easy to update this spreadsheet with the effects of Assimilate. Take a look in the graphics room. You said that you felt like Wayun could have even more impact because the percentage is so large. Take a look at how much green you got on the bottom now. All right. It's even less than what it was before. However, however, I do want to point out, I do want to point out that if Wayun is actually impacted by assimilation, then with a three-shot weapon, he actually now does get a benefit at round at, at tier two, Bubba Joe. Which... <laughs> 
<laughs> is mind-blowing. But it's not a better ability. Okay, it's not a better ability because, you remember, he's getting impacted less. So let's do a quick side-by-side, if we can, Bubba Joe, uh, with assimilate and without. Because tier wait, two, wait a second. How does... I know. It, remember, it's tracking the delta. It's tracking the delta, okay? So, for example, if we take a look at, at tier one in round three... On the old model, he was going to get five shots, but at tier t- uh, at round two, he was going to get eight. Okay, at tier one, with seventy six percent. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. it's tracking the delta. So if you were if you were using Wayun, you would get five shots in round one and then eight shots in rounds two plus. But when affected by assimilate, it's five shots in round one, but only six shots in rounds two plus. Okay, so you're actually assimilate is actually taking away two shots in that particular case if you got three shot weapon. All right, but when you go to tier two, because the percentages change, if you're affected by assimilate, then in rounds two plus tier one is six shots, uh, tier two would actually get you seven. Now, take a look at the impact of assimilate though. All right. Even at tier two, only getting seven shots where tier one would have given you eight without assimilate. Okay. So assimilation is probably, you, you said it, Bob. I wonder how impactful. It looks like it's going to be pretty dang on impactful on a way. Yeah. Right. So for Ducat, like Ducat's going to take his 25% and drop it to. What twenty percent, uh, a little less, twenty percent, eighteen roughly. or nineteen? Yeah, so right. It's it's going to matter, but it's not going to matter as much because the twenty five percent, the twenty five percent, you hit it twice. That that's the difference. If you get hit twice, it's not going to round up. You hit three times, it still is, and it's not going to round up much after that. Yeah. So the smaller the percentage being affected, the less it's going to change. The larger the percentage affected is going to have a much higher change. This is why Wei Yun's percentage kind of took took a little bit of a hit there. Yeah. Well, further evidence that Wayun just got caught holding the poop end of the stick. Okay. Because not only has he got the worst crew, he's got the worst, uh, you know, kind of the whole thing, Explorer Strike Team. But now he's also the most affected by Assimilate, and he's going to lose the most number of shots when inflicted by Assimilate. Gold Ducat, for example, has the largest margin of growth as you promote him and the least margin of impact when he's affected by Assimilation. It's mind-blowing how bad the Explorer Strike Team set is. Like, And, and when we and, think and it can't get worse, Bubba, we find something else and that Hugo, makes it worse. Hugo... Yeah, Hugo just beat me to the punch. What I was exactly going to say is just this, is that please keep in mind, Assimilate will not be active in round one. The soonest it can be active is round two. Which, ironically, is exactly when uh, his impact would occur. Remember, even at round one, uh, before Assimilation, it was five shots in the in the three shots per weapon. He would get five yep. shots, um, and of course, assimilate. And I, you're right, Hugh. I just did this with like simple math, so it would still be five shots. But even according to the math, it would still be five shots in rounds two plus, where assimilate actually kicks up. It would drop from eight shots down to six. All right. Now it is multiplicative, Star Ocean. So assimilating sixty percent burn to forty five. 
Is that what it would be? It would be, yes, it would be. It'd be 60% uh, burning chance to 45. But again, remember that La'on hopefully already got your proc in the first round, and she's going to last for three rounds. That is one saving grace with La'on is that it only requires one proc every three rounds. That's what it absolutely requires. One proc every three rounds. And the more weapons you've got firing, the better your chances of capturing that proc. But so assimilating 60% burn down to 45 definitely will have an impact, but can kind of be countered with the number of weapons you actually have. All right. And, and because she only requires one proc, to last for three rounds, then your odds are still pretty daggone high. That's why we were doing the stacking odds a minute ago. Without assimilation, Bubba Joe, it was a 0.4% chance that you would not get a proc over the course of three rounds. It's pretty low. But obviously it does lead, as you indicated, round one is vitally important. Vitally important. Okay? Yep. So uh, there, uh, there is that. Okay. Woo! Crazy, crazy, crazy. Now, oh, okay. Uh, Looser says do the same thing with assimilation and Ducat. Okay, boy, you guys are you guys are killing me today. Uh, we'll do it. Let's uh, here. I'll do it right now. This is super easy. Assimilate is going to take twenty five percent down to nineteen percent, Bubba Joe. It's going to take twenty nine percent down to twenty two percent. It'll take the thirty five percent to 26%, it'll take 42% to 32%, and then it'll take the 50% and make it 38%. 38%, yeah. Now, based on those new formulas, I will now throw this chart uh, into the graphics room looser. And, yes, having an impact, all right, having an impact, but still a lot of green there, okay? So there's still a lot of net value benefit towards moving up. And again, if we're going to compare apples and apples, which we should do, let's compare, say, for example, I don't know, what do you want? You want to do the same one, Bubba Joe, three shots? Sure. All right, let's do three shots. Without assimilation, uh, hang on, looking at the wrong chart, hang on. Uh, We'll do three shots and... Without assimilation. Well, let's just look at let's look at one one two three. So we're looking at tier one. It goes from one to three, two to five, three to eight. So three five eight, and we come down here and it goes to two four six. So that's that's that is a difference. That yeah, is different. it is. For but sure. But the point is, is you're still getting a benefit tier over tier of leveling up Ducat, as opposed to Wayun, where you get very limited benefit. Correct. Yeah, it is definitely going to have an impact. There's no doubt about that. I agree. Uh, and you're because you had so many more shots in all likelihood with Ducat, uh, because you had so many more shots than you got with Wayun in the first place, you are going to lose probably a quantity number more shots from Ducat. But uh, the Delta tier to tier, exactly what Bubba Joe was just saying, the Delta tier to tier still does provide benefit in promoting and tiering Gold Ducat where it really does not with Wayun. And uh, as far as Lady Unaleska says, assimilate doesn't really affect La'an. It does. And, and the biggest impact, as Bubba Joe said earlier, comes in the first round. 
All right, that is the most important round for you to get your burning status. Beyond that, it's not the end of the world, right? If you miss that or assimilate hits you, and this is why Hugo just said, don't forget, assimilate doesn't proc in the first round. So assimilate, I, you know what? I, I actually I think I'm going to go back and agree with you, Carissa. You're right. Assimilate does the least damage to La'on because you're still going to get your full burning opportunity in first round, and that's going to last three rounds. And statistically speaking, the chances of not getting that proc, even at a 25% reduction, is very, very, very low. And in that regard, Carissa says, oh, I meant for extra shots. Yeah, uh, Simulate isn't going to do anything for extra shots because that's where La'on's captain's maneuver is, is with the extra shots, and why tiering La'on only matters for getting that first round proc. Okay? So Strike Team, very... Um, <laughs> they've done a good job of building the hype, Bubba Joe, and now people probably need to pay very close attention to what they're actually going to spend on, all right? It probably shouldn't be Wayun, to be perfectly blunt. I mean, it could be, if you got nothing else to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, man, cr cross-server, solo leaderboard with Wayun, man, that just really fired me up this past week. I would have I preferred any of the other two strike teams. I would have preferred something other than strike team. I... I <laughs> I would have preferred literally almost any other auction than I would to have a, a Wayun auction. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Bubba, yep. top three officers right off the top of your head, who would you have rather had in the cross-service solo leaderboard as compared to Wayun? Hugh. Sure. Next. Um, let's see. Hugh, uh, I mean, uh, Strike Team La'on. I would have much rather had Strike Team La'on. Has not been sourced nearly as well as Wayun has. Can we, can we just, um, can we, can we, you want to talk about a moneymaker? Can we get a freaking 5 of 11 auction? How much money would they make on a 5 of 11 auction? I, I bet don't know. Be, I bet it'd be stupid. You know, I she's mean, never the people, had one. Never. Yes, but the people that spend the most aren't going to spend any. First arc had 5 of 11 or 5 of 10 auctions at the time. So nothing outside of her arc. Yes. Well, just saying, it's been over three years since her arc. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I agree that there are going to be people that would spend for it, but the people who spend the most aren't going to spend anything for her because, because she's already they all done. Have her max. Yeah, she's right. done. So you're right; it wouldn't be a money maker. Too late. Missed the window on that one. Missed the window on it. I think it's. I'll still tell be, you. I think actually, it still be good for lower three, level the, players, though. The, I agree. So the, the 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 third officer I would throw in there isn't an epic. If you say Tal, I'm going to time you out. So what's our next segment, DJ? <laughs> you funny, man. All right, let's move on. No, do not put up a freaking auction for 30 rare shards. Oh, my dear God. What is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people? Oh, I don't think it should be 30. I think it should be like 100, right? It would take you a couple of tiers. Fine. I don't think they should reduce it, but I think that would be a moneymaker. Didn't they have plenty of those for Harrison? They did, but they were domination auctions. I don't think You're they, right. yeah, they didn't, they didn't do right. a ton of material for Harrison. They did domination stuff. So, yeah. But it wasn't auction for 
35 shards or something. Yeah, there were auctions for just the single tier. Yeah, it was crazy. All right, let's move uh, Let's move on, Bubba Joe. We do have uh, some stuff to talk about with March. I've, uh, I've got about 25 minutes on the clock is where I want to cut this segment. So, Bubba, let's talk about and, – and, and I know normally we would spend more time on reviewing the arc. Fortunately, I feel like this arc is very cut and dry. Um, there wasn't anything complicated. I continue to maintain most of the good feeling that I had at the beginning of March. Uh, they, it was simple. There wasn't anything crazy complicated. I will brag on this month's arc runner. I really felt like there were, there were some, but not nearly as many event failures. There were a couple, obviously. I'm not saying that, that it was perfect, but it was significantly better than February was. I just don't see a tremendous amount of failure. It was meant to be chill. It was meant to be kind of laid back. It was meant to be simple. And I think they checked all those boxes, Bubba Joe. I do know that some of the some players, especially high-end players, and I even heard this from some low-end players, you guys actually shared something in common with like the 30s and 35s this month where we were told just engagement was really down. They were really bored this month. Bubba, did you find yourself really bored? Because I feel like a take a step back and catch your breath was kind of the intent. Well, I mean, did I find that I was bored? Yes. Do I think that was the intent? I think they actually thought freebooters were going to be hard. And if freebooters were hard, then no, this month was not an intended step back to be relaxing. So I don't think that was their intent, but that was the effect once freebooters were found to be inconsequential. I don't no, I, I don't disagree with you that they miscalculated on freebooters, but even if freebooters had been challenging, that was still only six hostels a day. I don't know that that would have changed how the event layout and and the feature layout of this arc would have been. It was still simple events were even balanced that felt like really simple i don't feel like we had any days where there were super grindy things to do there seemed to be a good balance of clicker and grind events let me just say i loved the weekend grouping of events i loved love 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 why did it take four years for this idea to come around this month's arc runner deserves a freaking award just for play at your own place on Saturdays and Sundays. I thought that was amazing. Uh, Sunday says it was terrible. Tell me why. Because I talked to nobody who thought that was a bad idea. Nobody thought that I talked to thought that was a bad idea, including me, because <clears throat> if I wanted to spend time <clears throat> with family, if I needed to do something at work, this or that, um, I got – it's it's – I got to do what I want when I wanted to do it, not under the pressure of a clock. He's, so, he's saying it's not because it wasn't the weekend for him. Oh, are you an APAC player? Okay. Correct. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, okay. that actually does make sense. So for you, it was a Sunday that you had to slam everything in because Monday was the day. Well, now let me ask you, though, even from that perspective then Sunday – is Sunday easier for you to play than it would be on a Monday? 
maybe, maybe that could have still been all right for you. Maybe because Monday's back to work. So you could have jammed out two days of events all on Sunday. Maybe by chance. I obviously don't know your schedule and I, and I do understand what you're saying. So am I correct in understanding that you would have preferred the weekend model of events if it actually had lined up on your weekend? Because I think that was what the intent and that's what it was for a lot of other servers and a lot of other time zones. Dragon says, man, I had quality family time on the weekends this month. It was great. Joysma says, it was great. I got to play a different game. Um, you know, Cruzito says, I got everything stacked up Saturday. I was pretty much chill and done. And <clears throat> so, you know, I guess I, I really did enjoy that. But it did happen to fall on my weekend. So I can totally understand that. Uh, Lord Sunday says, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it was quieter on a Sunday. But I still felt like I was left wanting even more. And that was a risk. That was a risk, Bubba. Uh, and I mentioned that at the very beginning. I said the only risk here is that players could look at this and get everything knocked out and then be bored on a Sunday. He's like, well, that's exactly why we did it then because you still have Swarm Sunday, which is still a crappy grind. And I was like, okay, fair point. <laughs> There's still things that you can do on a Sunday that didn't involve the new events. Uh, that being said, Bubba, did you enjoy the structure of the weekends yourself? And chat, why don't you guys sound off on that? Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the structure of the weekends. Thank you for your detailed, in-depth analysis. No, I, so you know I, I need you to talk for about 30 seconds so I can go adjust the thermostat. <laughs> it's really freaking hot in here. Okay. <laughs> you, you go, go. go ahead, Stevens, Aaron. I was just, just going to say, I think maybe people noticed had more free time because I didn't have to grind the hostile dailies this time. Yeah, they got I think it done in 10 true. minutes with their freebooters. I agree. I think that's probably part of it is that people were able to do their dailies much faster. Uh, there were freebooter events every week so that you could do those events much faster if you were doing the freebooters. So I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was easier, but I don't think that was the only possibility of, you know, if the freebooters were more of a challenge or did require something special to do um, or, or you didn't have Tal, right? Um, I, I guess, you know, I but I don't think it was intentional. Like I, maybe it was, and maybe you're telling me it was, and I need to pay attention. But I think that if the freebooters were actually a challenging hostel, as was implied they were going to be, I think that this could have been a little bit more of a stressful arc because, you know, hitting six of them may have been six trips into the system, right? That may now, have been the reality. It's not for me, but was it challenging? Like we keep saying freebooters weren't challenging. Is every bracket down the line a, non-challenge for these freebooters or not really so, not were, really they... so there are some there are some well i i have not heard people say they couldn't defeat their level of freebooters i have heard that not everyone can punch up as easily which fortunately yeah. doesn't require like this mechanic doesn't require any punch up we talked about that at the, at the very well beginning it depends of the on what your rep is if some people have, have gone high on their rep and their dailies are their rep dailies, faction dailies, are higher than, much higher than what their normal would be. It can be hard for some. I know that there are some people in my alliance that couldn't do or kill as many as fast. They had they could only do one per trip to get their dailies done. So 
there has long been warning in this game about progressing your reputation beyond what oh, you're sure. capable of. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I agree. So from a game design perspective, I don't think that's a miss. Okay. I don't think that's a miss. I think that is that is up to a player as to how they're grinding or where they're grinding or or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if I was going to go with a potential uh, complaint or a tweak that's needed in that particular space, we could talk about what Tiberius mentions in the chat. It could be a little bit of an issue, DJ, since there were not hostels of every level. It jumped from level 40 to 43. That could have posed a problem for a level 40 or 41 player in that they would have had to punch all the way to a freebooter 43, which may not have been quite as much of a gimme as some other players might expect them to be. There are gaps in the levels of hostile here. So, uh, for example, let's say that you uh, have the rep or that your Ops 40, your big daily, would require Ops 41. There are no 41, so you'd have to go all the way to a level 43 freebooter in order to satisfy that. So, could be a thing. And Fudge says, well, don't worry about it, DJs. Go get Tal and get Gooder. <laughs> yeah, Tal, Tal would solve that problem. Just throwing that out there. Tal solves that problem. Uh, oh, that wasn't Fudge. That was that was Captain Bates. Thank you. Um, <laughs> no, Tinkler, that's not BS, man. That People is just not... need to get creative with their crews and stop using PMC. Dude, that's... they have multiple damage types. Stop that using is PMC. not BS, Tinkler. I've got screenshots out the yin-yang of level 40 players punching level 60 freebooters with Tal. You got to remember what Tal actually does. Tal is a percentage round stripper, okay? It doesn't matter how big that hostel is. If the DPR is low, all you have to do is survive 19 rounds. And with the freebooters, their DPR is so low that you can, in fact, survive 19 rounds. With Tal and Giorgio, it is possible for a level 40-something player to kill a level 60 freebooter. It's very possible. The argument that was made at the beginning of the month is why. It doesn't matter because there is no incentive for punching up at that level. No, no incentive for punching up to that certain extreme. With one exception, the events, Bubba Joe. You know, you had talked about being able to hit one hostile and satisfying of it. Uh, an event. We talked about that at the beginning of the month. Players did find themselves able to do that this month. Yep. Combat missions, training, dilithium, putting that out into the game. That's all a thing. And Bubba was accurate in predicting that those things would happen. I don't think putting more dilithium into the game ended up breaking anything, but uh, those things proved to be true. Players were able to use Tal on significantly larger mission hostels. So, there are absolutely some things with Tal that, huh, as Vic says, and I have been said, uh, saying, Tal breaks this game. All right? He breaks it in a good way, but he does break it. Okay? Play it simple. Um, whether or not the freebooters turned out to be as difficult as they expected, Bubba Joe, I still think the feature itself was designed to be simple. It was just an efficiency tree. No convoluted loops, no assaults or directives that you had to go and do. That. It's just a simple daily 
drip. You know? No, go do an armada to get this exo, to do that armada, to do that and get this, and then pull that every 17 days. Like, it was just simple. I think that was, in fact, the intent. Now, the fact that freebooters ended up being simpler than what they thought may be what is causing some players to feel like they were light on things to do, but let's not get confused with our messaging. That's what we've been asking for. Less obligation from the game and more do what we want with our time in the game. This would have been a time, Bubba Joe, three years ago where people would have spent tons of extra time rating three years ago all this extra time would have been spent rating well rating is worthless anymore so now what are people doing they might have been grinding Jim Hadar. they might have been doing solo armadas there might have been uh they might have been doing more reputation okay there was the event for the solo armadas and stuff sure 40 plus got all right so that's right fudge just stocking up on currency for the week Absolutely. I found myself doing a little bit of that myself, just stocking up on what I would need to do this week. Even Borg is so much faster than what it was a month or two months ago. So I do think it was meant to still be simple. And I think they accomplished that. I think players should be a little bit cautious when they say, oh, so bored. All right, because we complain about needing less screen time. Well, they gave you less. (laughs) So use it for your own free will. Go see a movie. Go remind yourself what your wife's face looks like. Things like that. (laughs) Okay? And Captain Planet says, more importantly, DJ, events this month, beautifully written, they were choice. Freebooters or Jem'Hadar. Freebooters or Borg. Freebooters or Exchange. That was pretty significant as well. I know. So I look at this arc. I do, Bubba, kind of feel like it was a pretty solid arc for it to be simple. It was rewarding. The rewards felt nice. That might have just been because I'm a new G5. Did anybody else find that the rewards looked healthy this month, or is it just because of my transition? They were okay. Okay. Hammer says they were pretty good. Uh, Captain Oblivious says, okay. So, um, okay. Ticket event payouts were increased. Okay. Lord Sunday says, I feel like you, DJ, but I went to 51 with you too, so I felt like they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so uh, clapping at Kirk says, probably middle of the road. Well, at least they weren't bad. I mean, if it's at least ba- average or better than average. Okay, so I don't know. Let me, let me come back and ask Bubba, the eternal pessimist. What did you find this month that you didn't appreciate? Um, that released this month? Yeah, yeah, it's part of this. I, I thought the change they made to the Syndicate event for the first run was positive, and the fact that they reversed it I found very frustrating. When you say the change they made on the Syndicate event? Yes. Remind me what we're talking about. You mean uh, the flip flopping? The was that the, the accidental flip? Yeah, they were upside down. <laughs> that was not an intended change. That was an accident. Well, it should be an intended change, and that's the way it should be moving forward. I don't disagree. I love that idea. But does that not kind of, 
I mean, why would anybody push to the top then? To get those shards. Yeah, but the shards are exponential in cost compared to the first milestone. So why why push at all? Just saying. It's the way it should be. <laughs> I think it's definitely the way we would like it to be, but mathematically, I'm not sure that it should be that way. You know. But I, I do see your point, and I will come back and point out, did anybody have a problem hitting that first milestone this time? Because I know I know that this keeps coming up. Free-to-play keeps say, keep saying that they can't do it, but I intentionally did not spend multi-phasics this time, and I got the first milestone. I came very close to the second milestone. As a matter of fact, another tier of my Mantis might get me two milestones uh, for free. But I intentionally did not spend multi-phasics. So only, only if you have the Mantis. Correct, yes. But the Mantis should be pretty out there by now, right? Shouldn't, shouldn't most people have the Mantis by now, free to play? Hunter, you said... As long as they purchased it in the event store and didn't decide to wait for an incursion event. Yeah. Fall Dog says, I did have to use multiphasics, but again, do you have a Mantis? Mantis should not... If you have at least, and I think we did the math, down to a Tier 3 Mantis, uh, down to a Tier 3 Mantis, you should have been able to do the first milestone mathematically. Um... Uh, <laughs> Old school says uh, we don't talk about incursions here. It still hurts. Is that utilizing the just the two pulls, like the two double pulls, or also utilizing the one that if you manage to get it right before the event ends? Well, no, I yeah, I did wanted to on, start. Yeah, one, I've always just the two regular. I I think somebody who's gunning for extra rewards needs to be strategic enough to utilize the game. So yes, that would be working the clock. However, there is a four-hour buffer there. Okay, it's a four-hour buffer. It's a 48-hour event. So you've got a window of four hours uh, on that first day in which you need to engage if you want to get that third pull. But yes, Karkin, I am using the third pull. If you do it on a second pull, I, no, I don't think that you get it. I don't think that you get it. Does, does look at three. Three daily runs. Uh, Captain Jack says the event was ridiculous. Oh my God, you did not. Did you burn 400,000 multi-phasics? Gross. No, I wouldn't have done that. Who was the officer in it this month? Queen uh, Borg. Queen. And oh my Gosa. God, that's not even, that's why I didn't spend multi-phasics. It wasn't for science for you people. It's because there's garbage officers in there. <laughs> that's why. I mean, they don't do anything. Those Borg officers, man. Get, get excited for an event store whenever it pops. You know something I don't know? <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying that we have not had an event store for the Borg officers, correct? No, that's correct. We have not. That's coming. They're, I mean, unless Scopely is going to redesign the way that they do seasonal arcs of, you know, every four or five months we're going to get an event store. So there is an event store coming. And it's going to be filled with these subpar officers. But we still have a couple of arcs in this section before we even get the event store. And then they're going to hopefully, maybe even not, toss in the two months of Borg that we had oh. to like a five-month event store. 
You. Well, I mean, the next so event store whoever should we're have coming the Borg. Up in the next two months. The next event store, whenever good. it happens, should have the Borg and these Picard officers. Yeah, and, that would it would. So, that means it would have Hugh. That's a worth it officer. It's an epic. It's going to be priced. That's we've talked about that. Yeah, but if there's you're, nothing you're else to spend, spend your, it on, yeah. you're, you're going to spend your entire month's loot on twenty epic shards. No, I'll spend my entire month's loot maxing out it. Beverly. But people think I'm crazy for that. But I mean, that's what I plan on doing. I'm Max and Beverly. So, <laughs> anyway, right. this. But if you don't whenever, have anything whenever, else to spend it on, you. I mean, why whenever, you? whenever it happens, whether it's two months from now, three months from now, whenever it happens, right? It is going to be um, feel very much like the um, uh, the Rom uh, lower decks one, right? The the uh, the Ferengi lower decks one that was combined as one. And the Ferengi officers were pretty terrible. And the Lower Decks officers that were in there weren't the good Lower Decks officers because they released the month of the event store. Yeah. So. Yeah, but anyway. they, and they never go back to those, though. Like, if it's right. an event store officer, that's just not. I mean, if it's an event store month officer, it never comes back to the event store. Correct. So, Correct. yeah, you're, you're not going to get those. But right. uh, no, if I if I'm looking at what we've got here in the game so far as to what I would invest in an event store currency, it is Beverly Crusher all the way. Uh, maybe any extra leftover loot I could put into Hugh shards because he's very very valuable. Um, anything beyond that is going to be just some of the stuff that like you know maintains my account, like jump juice. I am getting a little low on jump juice, so probably need to buy a bundle of jump juice. Um, I don't know, whatever else they end up putting in there. So, you know, I'm just saying that the officers are fairly lackluster. I mean, if you like Bev and you need those and you want to do that, um, you know, Beverly's a very interesting thing, right? We haven't really talked about the officers. So let's talk about the officers. Were the officers good this month? I, right. You know, I, I do think that, that they kind of were, I think Beverly is great. Okay, I really do. Now, Bubba, you and I had a conversation about this earlier. You disagree with me, and you're not alone. Community gave me a lot of grief on the last show about Beverly. Um, I, you know, here I am fighting my furry tail off to try to get people seven more shards of this officer, and only to turn around and find out that people didn't really care. I was shocked by that because any kind of loot gain officer I feel like is super valuable. Now, maybe it's tainted by my position Currently in the game, Bubba Joe, I suddenly find myself without any G4 parts. So now I have to start grinding for them. She comes at a perfect time for me. But is am I off the mark on that? Because I would have assumed a lot of people, a lot more people cared about that than than maybe what I'm hearing. Well, I think that it's it's something that's going to be we're going to watch. Right. So for and I'm and I see Anders in the chat. He's a 60. He can yell at me later if he wants um, or you can yell at me in the chat. I, I don't think <laughs> get the him, Anders. That are already, get him. <laughs> I think the people that are already in the high fifties and sixties that she has some limited value. I don't think she's huge. Um, what I do think is going to happen is for the players that are coming into the forties or coming into the fifties now and need to get a jump start on parts and are hitting freebirders to do it. I think those players are going to appreciate that because they don't have any parts. And so if you're coming in fresh 
to to one of those new tiers, G4 or G5, she is going to help you out a lot, especially combined with the ease of hitting the freebooters. So I think that absolutely that is something worth talking about. Um, and that you only have to hit three, right? Instead of 25 hostiles, you only have to hit three, right? So that is something that's actually worth considering and worth talking about. So, uh, and if you do decide to hit 25 for the hostile harbinger, okay, so that's 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 not insignificant, right? So that's actually something worth doing. Um, but I don't really, like, it doesn't, my, I have plenty of parts because I've been grinding 25 at a time plus for months and i've never run out so do you only do single refines because i literally can't afford to do double refines even twice a day like i'd be grinding my tail off and that's why i'm saying like beverly lets me grind less you guys know how much i hate grinding beverly beverly lets me grind less to get my refines in each day Um, so 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 unless unless there is a timer issue Right. Unless I'm gated like a reputation thing or something like that, I typically do the low end of the refines unless I'm just flooded with materials because the RNG isn't worth it. Like, so we've done studies on the material refineries, right? Yeah. And if you do one chest and then you take a month of that, those results, and in the next month you take a result of two chests, you might find that you're in the order of 20% more at like 400% cost, right? Yeah. You got 20% more parts. Like, well, what, what did I actually gain there? And it's even worse when you go to three chests, right? Or the, the first, second, and third chests, they might be two, three, four. But the point is, is that you do not get much additional benefit for a massive increase in cost. So there isn't much point. Now, if you're the type of person that wants to do that three chest refine every day for everything, then yeah, maybe you're grinding your tail off and Bev's going to help you a little bit in that. But I don't ever recommend that. That There is almost no return on the effort that it takes to do that. Well, I, I guess I, I see your point, but I also find myself in a position where grinding is the only way to get them. Like the game isn't giving them to me anymore. My Bajoran refinery is not giving them to me anymore. Uh, my daily minis are not giving them to me anymore. And scrapping Shinzola, it's just not fast enough. All right? I mean, I'd have to scrap eight ships to get what I need for one component. All right? So I need parts. Well, I'm when you're have talking to about that, you're not getting it through the refiner either, DJ. Well, you're right, probably. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. I but. Listen, loot gain's loot gain. God bless it. <laughs> I'll so, take no, anything I, I can get. I don't, <laughs> I don't hate Beverly, but I was not fighting to level her up. I bought no packs of her. I didn't even buy the battle pass to unlock her. I didn't unlock. I told you this earlier today. I didn't unlock her until today's event that gave me seven shards from that first mile. So you're going to regret that when you get G6 parts coming at you and you need like 10 <laughs> billion of them. Yeah, well, Beverly says G4 and G5. She doesn't oh, say. Oh, does she? I, she? I missed that. Yeah, she doesn't oh. say G4 plus. That would have been great, though. What if so this ends up being like that research, Bubba Joe, where they change Beverly from saying G4 and G5, and they just change her to say G4 plus? Oh my God, it doesn't. It just says increases broken parts you get from killing hostiles. It doesn't specify. Oh, Bubba Joe, she's a, she's the first G6 officer. I mean, <laughs> if. <laughs> 
<laughs> if they use the broken part mechanic for G6 at all, how do you know they're not going to use fractured parts that turn into broken parts <laughs> that turn into full parts? God. Oh, God. Don't tell me that's not something Scopely would do. <laughs> um. Ain't nobody got time for that. Oh, God. Yeah, shit part dust. They're going to use... That's right. Oh, I like it. Solid Shadow says, I've got a better name. They're going to call them uh, Brokener Parts. Brokener Parts, Brokener Parts. (laughs) Oh, boy. That's so good. That is so good. And and honest to God. Or the other thing they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, well, Beverly exists. That means we could just increase the refineries because (laughs) Beverly exists. And not oh, increase boy. the amount we're sourcing. Oh, man. This this right here, this right here is why Ripper cannot wait for April's arc. All right. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just telling you, this is this is why Ripper's going to get so much joy next month. Say, hey, y'all, look at that chat. Look how crazy y'all are. All so, let's, so, so, so we talked about Beverly. Like, get good. I think, I, think, I think it's six to one half. I don't think Beverly is bad. I just didn't see enough value to invest in getting her. Okay. What about Picard? Is Picard mm. great? Is he good? Is he so-so? Where where do you place Picard? Because I have my oh. opinion, but I want to hear what your opinion so, is. So Picard, I think, is a good officer to have on the unlock. Okay. I do. I think players should have done what they could to prioritize the unlock, especially if you fly and explore. Because he does make Explorer Strike Team better. Uh, we saw plenty of evidence of that through the month. Bubba Joe, our theory crafting on the use of this officer, for the most part, did seemingly hold true. Even like you had mentioned, I'm not sure what's going to be better, Honor Guard Wharf or a Triangle Buster. Uh, what we ended up seeing was that Triangle Buster probably did edge that thing out, but you were right on with your expectations of what Picard was going to be able to do. He was the quote-unquote morale monkey that uh, needed to feed Wayun and then somebody else. Um, so for that reason, if you are a player that was disappointed by Explorer Strike Team, then I think Picard has some value to you. However, that would just be for morale, right, Bubba Joe? Because as far as his Correct. officer ability, I don't think he's going to be uh, impactful until probably Tier 4 or maybe even Tier 5. Um, so do I think I'm going to blow a bunch of event store loot on him? Not on tiering. Um I think that I would probably try to secure the unlock. And then after that, we'll see what Scopely decides to do with sourcing. But he is going to be an officer that gets really, really good at Tier 4, Tier 5. But, man, unless sourcing ends up being something simple, most of us are never going to get there. So that has to weigh in on on how I look at him down the road. Right now, I would say that he is a solid officer to unlock with no priority at tiering. At, at this time, until we see what the, what the sourcing path looks like. Well, so uh, if you're asking me if I was going to be willing to spend lots and lots of materials to tear him up, the answer is no. Yeah. But I do think he's worth tearing. Right? I do, is yeah. Is he better at Tier 2 than Tier 3? Yes. Is he, I'm sorry. Is he noticeably better at Tier 2 versus yes. Tier 3? And the answer is obviously yes. Yes. Right? But I'm not going to put a ton into it because, again – a percent damage boost is not 
is overwhelmed by the research we have in the game, right? The already the things that are boosting it. So is he better than the other morale officers we have in the game for PvP? Yes. Is he as important to PvP as, say, the strike team officers are? The answer to that is no. Not the other no. two strike teams. The other well, no, two strike I mean, teams. But is, is he as important as Wei Yun? On the unlock? No. Okay. Is he even at tier four or five? Is he going to be as important as Wayne? Not in lieu of, but combined with. Correct. That's no. that's my point. Yeah. That's that's okay. So, correct. He's not more important than Wayun. Wayun yeah. is the important thing. Adding more shots is the important thing. He is an officer who is going to give you on a benefit in a very specific case, and he triggers Wayun, which is the important part of that crew. Okay, just like the extra shots is important for the others. Of course, the other strike teams have other abilities that are also way out of this world important and great. But when it comes to explorers, Picard fills a role of being an officer that has a use and triggers morale, and the morale is used for Wayun. The strike team officers are still the apex and most important thing for PvP. And if next month we get a different morale officer that has a marginal or slightly different ability than Picard, we could easily swap in that officer for Picard because it only takes anybody who can trigger morale. Agreed. The important officers are the strike team officers. This officer did not change that. I can agree with that. Now, Divine says, is the mess hall bonus enough reason to tier officers? And and that has been something that players keep bringing up to me here is, is tearing up. Is the important. mess hall has a bonus? <laughs> well, it does, and it can be valuable to to players. But has anybody low spend or free to play? Have you maxed out your mess hall? Because like you guys keep saying, well, leveling officers is important. Eh, uh, not really. You can only max it to the point of the stuff that they're giving you. Yeah, that's it. So, so. like, I'm not gonna rush to upgrade officers just in the off chance that here sometime in the year 2026, I'm finally going to be able to, to promote the mess hall up. Like, I, I think for most low spend and free to play, you are miles, miles and miles away from your cap. Like, you don't need to be thinking about promoting What officers. is the final, final, final cap on that mess hall? Ripper! Ladies and gentlemen, let's step into Ripper's corner if he's still awake. Ripper has all of the math on the mess hall it will go to level 99 but how many statistics mm -hmm. does it require to get to level 99 what do i know do you think i remember this stuff <laughs> you had a chart <laughs> you made a thingy where's the thing on the side it's like what is you it like 6850 <laughs> i think 6,850. Like now, let me just pull out a number. Do you? So wait, is it is it on the website? I didn't even look. Mm. Oh, I'm a bad friend. All Could right. Be. Let's let's take a look here. Because community, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you're nowhere near it. Okay? We had a player this month, Bubba Joe, actually take it to level 88. And that's where he, he capped out was level 88. All right? Uh, <laughs> well, that's the maximum you can get two right now yeah so look here to get okay here's a good one to get to uh, to level 50 
only requires crew level of 2,000. Now, show me in the chat community how many of you guys don't have crew level 2,000 and you're talking about promoting and tiering and maxing epic officers, yet you don't have a crew level of 2,000. That, by the way, is level 50 of the mess hall. 2,000. Let's go beyond, though, because, Bubba, this building is not limited, is not limited to your ops level. So let's go to, say, level 60. <laughs> 2,950. 2,950 to get to level 60. Now, I don't know if we've done a chart anywhere. I don't know if we've done a chart anywhere. Ripper, do you have like a mathematical timeline kind of thing about how long? Thank you. Oh, man. Count on Blue Mandalorian. You guys check this out in the graphics room from Blue Mandalorian, who always provides us with our timeline mathematical projections. Those of you goofballs out there talking about promoting officers for your mess hall benefits, if you're approaching this free to play, if I'm reading Oh, your this crew right, level will never be a problem. Crew level will never, ever, 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 ever become a problem. Because, folks, to max this thing out, it will require 1.34 million replicator rations, which, if I'm looking at this right, uh, is going to take anybody ops 49 and down just shy of two calendar years. If you're ops 29, it's slated for over three years. Even for an ops 60, it is 15. 15 months. So if you're legitimately going to tell me that you're not going to level up a single officer in the next 15 months, then I get that. I understand why leveling epics right now is very, very important to you. Uh, but for the purposes of most people in this game, we're going to remove the mess hall as a reason to chase an officer in an auction. Can, is, can we do that, Bubba Joe? Is yes, that a, is that a fair position? That, that yes. the mess hall has absolutely zero bearing on promoting an officer in an auction or an event store, things like that. Yeah. Mess hall is not a factor. Okay. It's just simply not. So I think the mess hall and the officers and the event schedule is all very related to the general feeling of this month. Chill. And maybe the chat disagrees with me. Chill and simple. It, it it's it's there. Is it bad for the game? No. Is it good for the game? Yeah. Is it I I'm excited to play the game and I want to go out and do something? No, it's definitely not that. So it's there, right? The game existed this month. Was I excited to play the game this month? No. <laughs> Was I Excited to get officers this month? No. Was I excited for the research? No. Like, yeah, turning the dailies from twenty-five to three. Yeah, that's that's cool. I I wanted to do that, but after that, like, nothing. The rest of it is just like driving me to be excited about the game. 
And so I feel like this entire month was, it was there. It gave me rewards I wanted, but I wasn't excited to play and I wasn't excited to engage. And I certainly wasn't motivated to spend. So I think that the month, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think that the month is very middling, but in comparison to what we have had, it looks like it is this shining beacon of what we would like an arc to be, but I don't feel like this was like driving me to engage in the game or driving me to do a bunch of new things. It felt very middling from the officers to the mess hall to the research to everything. Well, this is dangerous territory, okay? Because what you're saying is kind of exactly what Viper, or I'm sorry, what Captain Planet says in the chat is we've kind of been asking for this kind of a month for Scopely to kind of get their crap together. Now, whether or not they actually gathered said crap, Captain Planet, we're going to have to find out. Okay. Blue Mandalorian says this month was boring, and I have zero complaints about that due to what was added. Um, and when I think, I assume, what he's referring to is, in fact, the export research tree. Now, I do agree that some people are going to be fussy about that because of how time-gated it is. And I did kind of expect that, that Bubba Joe would be a little bit fussy about the fact that that there's really no way to fast track in that without spending. That does provide something to be desired from an engagement standpoint, but I kind of come back and I say, I still feel like this entire month was meant to be chill, was meant to be, was meant to be quality of life and not like, oh, I have to spend $1,000 to do this thing. Like, I, I, I know that's kind of what we're used to, right? Like, oh, my God, scope of cash grab. I've got to spend $3,000 just to make this worth it. I feel like that is what we're used to, which is why we're kind of looking at this and we're like, uh, I don't know what to react like. But I really genuinely feel like this month was kind of exactly what we have needed in our heads. Uh, even free to play. On this mess hall. We're talking about the mess hall. Uh, just real quick, because we, we're getting ready to run out of time. Free to play. Where you got this thing to? All right. Uh, I don't know if it's because of my ops. I'm at level 29 of this thing already, which has given me so, almost a prime's worth of officer stats. I'm at 90%. All right. Um, I, if the 40, yeah, do you get more is, for being a higher ops? Yes, you do. You do get more. Yes, you do. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the amount that you get in your daily drip is based on ops. So I'm at level 29. I see some people here, uh, late 20s. Here's F47 at 28, Officer Soto at 28, Shorts at 28, Divine at 31, Captain Planet at 29. This is going to matter on your ops. But, but now let's look at the benefits for level 28, 29, 30, 31, which looks to be about where a lot of people probably are. Piano Man says I'll be 29 tomorrow. Let's take a look. It's almost a prime. Worth of officer, officer stats. The Look at all these people logging in daily. <laughs> Ripper's like, you fools. I have my mess hall to level four, and I like it. Um, no, it's actually 19. But, you know. There you go. I mean, listen, like Bubba says, nothing, nothing here is breaking the game, but it's nice. And I think what is nicer is that we're not having to do a whole lot of crap for it. It's simple. It's a daily drip. Do we want to grind it faster? Yes, but Echo said that on day one. If we put it out there, players will feel like we have to do it, 
And that's why we didn't make it grindable. He didn't want players to feel like there was more that they had to do. This was intended. Echo said it on day one, Bubba. We don't want players feeling like there's something that they have to go grind for to, to get this thing to a certain level. Like, we time-gated it on purpose. I got to be honest with you. Looking at it now, 20 days later, I'm, I'm fine with it. I was fussy about it on day one. What if I want to get more? That is the psychology that Scoopley has put into this game. That is the psychology of how they've trained us as players. I have to do more. But 20 days later, I am completely fine with the fact that I got my building to level 29 and all I had to do was click a daggone button every day. You know? Free boot. I'm pretty sure this, this arc was described to us as a catch-up. And that's why that's, they, they did with the previous uh, Legacy arc. Yeah, catch-up. Uh, they I... sprinkle in some new stuff and then, you know, you get to do catch-up on your stuff that you haven't been able to do during the uh, other events because they're so busy. I I would eh. have liked to have seen a little bit more quote unquote catch up. We were we were told uh in the arc preview that that lower than ops 40 or whatever it was uh was going to get catch up mechanics with regards to officer sourcing. Yes, there were a few shards, but emphasis on the few. I mean, what was there, like four or five shards of all the officers that they featured? I feel like they could have done better than that. Like truthfully, 20 shards from all of those officers I think would have been more appreciated. Three or four shards I felt was probably a little paltry. They were direct shards, and they are valuable officers. I'm not taking anything away from that. But if it was truly meant to be a kind of a catch-up kind of thing, I think you got to throw like 15, 20 in there to really give somebody a tangible jump on the progression. So I don't know. To be fair, this is only part one also. It's true. It's true. We'll have to see. More to come. Yeah, Viper says the OG Picard drips were appreciated. And I'm not saying that they weren't, Viper. I just, to be honest with you, if it was truly a catch-up thing, I would have really liked to have seen like 15 or 20 of those. You know what I'm saying? I, I would have liked really to see a little bit more. I would have liked to have seen but, something actually tangible. I would have liked to have seen that 50% of players that didn't have him unlocked actually got him unlocked. You know, I would have liked to have seen something big and tangible like that. Uh, that being said... Oh, they were spreading it around to, like, the lower decks officers and stuff, too, so it wasn't just, just Picard. I know. I know, but look, look what Hammer said. This could have been good for me. It kind of fell by the wayside. Five shards didn't really do much for me, and that was the feeling I was trying to avoid, truthfully. That was what I was trying to avoid. I wanted it to be, you know, 20 shards. Let, Hammer... You got five Picard, but would 20 have made any more of a difference to you? And even if it wouldn't have unlocked it, 20, you would have looked at 20 and been like, okay, well, that's a nice chunk. I mean, 20 is what they sell for $100. At least it's a decent chunk, right? So, like, would the psychology have been different on 20 Picard even if it didn't unlock that officer? Captain Bob says it would have felt like something. Hammer says it still wouldn't have been an unlock, but it would have felt better. All right. So well, if they're listening, then this is something they can fix in part two. 
Well, maybe. We'll see. We are going to take a break. When we come back, final ratings, plus a hint, plus an opportunity at Battleship before we get ready to wrap up our show today. Bubba Joe, get ready. On the other side of the break, you have a chance to issue your customer satisfaction rating. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast as we wrap up the month of March 2023. Back on the other side of this break, hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by CrazyBunch.org. Do you suffer from pixel fatigue? Well, we've got a gummy for that. Surtail has the answers for your health and wellness needs, especially when gaming. A gummy for blue light protection and eye health. An energy gummy. Or how about a relaxation gummy to help you chill after Wardod kills all your miners? Surtail is an independent distributor of all the aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or go to CrazyBunch.org. This program the program is made possible in part by a grant from O'Droll's non-alcoholic beer with just enough Novocaine to make you slobber like you're drinking the okay, real okay, thing. Okay, One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Make me happy, you do. I can last for three hours if my heart can pull through. How turgid are you now? How turgid are you now? I just popped two of you, and I hope she says, oh, wow. Happy 25th birthday, Viagra. Have fun on the town and enjoy a stiff drink or two. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. So today, I applaud China for stepping up. Oh, excuse me, I applaud Canada. <laughs> I'm, you can tell what I'm thinking. Trek Live. I appreciate you, one and all, for being here with us on the taping of Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast here today. Welcoming in my guest, uh, Ripper is here, Kark and Putz, Aaron Mark, and of course, co-host Bubba Joe. Trader is at trial today. Hopefully we'll get her back here before too long. Ripper, I see you bickering with Bubba Joe in the chat. What 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 is going on in here? We've got like one. Wait, we're bickering. What? What? Bicker- what? What's I haven't happening? even really addressed uh, Ripper. What is happening here? Are you bickering with somebody? Is it not Bubba Joe? Are you bickering? <laughs> Quit your bickering. <laughs> I'm con- I'm co- I'm genuinely confused. I don't know. You just told somebody to get aft. <laughs> is that something new? That's, I mean, you say that's. That's him saying hello. No, oh, okay, Are you gotcha. new to this? Uh, Simon writes in the chat, I like this, and I want to make this the final comment as we're getting ready to kind of wrap up here. Simon says, uh, we asked them to fix old grinds so we can focus on the new. We asked for them to take time to focus on fixing things and get some background stuff sorted while keeping us engaged. Uh, I feel like they gave us mostly what we have asked for 
and it's surprising that we're complaining there's not enough to do. If they do what we ask for and we complain, why listen at all? My only complaint uh, this month was the heroic SMS material spend, and that is certainly uh, something that we could spend some time talking about another day. We have spent some time talking about that over the last couple of days. Probably not something that we have time to really get into at this particular moment, but yeah, heroic SMS is just poo-poo garbage. Uh, not a big fan. Go ahead, Bubba. So I, I would I would contend that uh, doing a lot of background stuff while keeping us engaged, I don't think that everyone felt engaged to this arc. And I think that's the point. The arc existed. Mm. It was there. You could do something. It was, a, it was there or it wasn't. Like, it wasn't like there was something in this arc that said, it grabbed your attention and said, this is important. And yes... We're going to do things in the background. Yes, we're going to fix things, although I haven't seen a lot of evidence of that yet either. Other than this month was a little bit more stable than the past months, but we've had very smooth running months. This is that That's not entirely new. It's just new recently. So if the next <laughs> yeah, month It's still comes positive, out, though. I mean, if the next If the next month is smooth and they've corrected a lot of the mistakes they've made in the previous months about events not launching properly and incursions mm-hmm. comes back, and these things, then we can look back on this month and say, hey, they gave us a light month so they could fix things. But if next month is the same old same old, new events are broken, new features are broken, then what did we get from this month? It was just a lackadaisical month for Scopely to relax. It wasn't them doing what we wanted them to do. Well, that is yet to be determined, okay? And it's going to be really, really tough for us to grade this arc when we are just kind of seeing what is the next arc going to be. Like, I think we need to look at this particular arc. and I agree. And- I agree. But I don't think we can say that they've taken the time to fix things because that will come in the future. We don't know. Right? That's say- fair. Yes. We don't know. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Uh, what we do know, though, is that this month seemed chill. Hammer says, I'm okay with the month regardless. Less time needed, good rewards for my level, less grind, time-saving measures, and all of these things are things that we've harped on a lot. Um, so I think that that is a positive thing that we need to, that we definitely need to try to keep in mind when we're looking at, at grading this arc. Now, Later on, when we say, what the heck did you do for 20 days when you had basically an entire month off because everything was nice and sweet and chill and cool and relaxing, like, did you guys just sit uh, and do nothing? Or, or you know, there there's things that we can talk to surrounding that, especially as it pertains to engineering. Um, but it is a conversation for another time. This particular arc, I feel like, was overall solid. There were a couple things. I agree with the heroic SMS. I think that's not good. I think it was clearly intended since they didn't change it at all three times. Um, but nonetheless, it it was what it was. And overall, I was ultimately pleased with what they ended up doing with Beverly. So um, just that she they made the unlock available for a $20 battle pass. Uh, that is what they eventually did, and and even though they required a little bit of material spend to do that, um, it wasn't nearly as much material spend as you might think on the surface. The bad heroic didn't have Beverly in it at all. All right, the the heroic that did have Beverly gave all her shards at the first milestone, which was actually very chill for a lot of people. So I don't look at Beverly sourcing 
as that bad at all. 20 bucks got you the unlock. If, 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 if you did a top 25 SLB. So, um, yes, Rand Susie, that was the formula. Uh, a, one singular top 25 in a solo leaderboard plus the $20 battle pass and completion got you the unlock of Picard Beverly Crusher. And, yes, it is, uh, it is today. And, Divine, it's the first milestone. So, yes, I am fully aware of what you're saying. 570,000 points uh, at the first milestone equals 5,700 materials. For me, that is two researches. Okay? Or, or in my case today, Bubba Joe, there's a building event that was two dry dock upgrades. You know what I'm saying? It was the first milestone, not the fourth. The first milestone. So, um, yeah, I'm fully aware it's 100 points, not 1,000. Uh, we did this math, Captain Jack, even all the way down to ops, what was it, 29 we did on Twitch the other night. Uh, it was 155 materials at ops 26. Now, I'm sorry, it's been a long time since I was at ops 26, but I don't think 155 materials is backbreaking. You know what I'm saying? I, I might be wrong. Maybe I very much don't remember. But 150 materials? Okay. So, no, I did not, Divine. Do the math. 570,000 points equals 5,729 materials or whatever it was. Okay. Um, and, and certainly says, because I always have 5,700 G5 mats laying around. Okay, well. I, then I might turn around and ask how hard you went for Wayoon, you goofball. That being said, 5,700 compare. If you don't have 5,700, then you had no business playing in any auction or any SMS this month at all, period, to be perfectly blunt. Because the first SMS was 11 Picard shards and something like 7 million points if you were a G5 player. All right, so to be perfectly honest with you, 5,700, that is a drop in the proverbial bucket. All right, um, Beans and Snot says, my son is 28. He unlocked her this morning, and that was kind of how it was meant to be. That was how it should have been. So, uh, <laughs> demolition, dude, you get out of here with that garbage. Man, I don't know if I could do it. I've only got 190,000 G4 Uncommon. Yo, you think you could, you think you could like, slide... Slide a little something, something over here. All right, maybe like one hundred and eighty thousand of that. <laughs> All right, give me a, give me a little bit of something there. Um, there you go. Hellbringer says I did two defense platforms and I got the first milestone. Good enough for me. A small step on my way to forty six, and I got the Beverly. I think that was what players should have looked at here, Bubba. Is seven million points or looking at milestone four for a lot of players? Is that worth the extra? Uh, what, eight or nine or ten, whatever, Picard shards? In my book, no. In my book, it's not. So I think you just got to be real careful about how you look at that. All right, Bubba Joe, we're, we're, we're out of time. All right, let's great. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. We're going to go around the panel. 30 seconds each. Give your customer service rating on a scale of one to ten and a reason why, and then bounce. Let's start with you, Karkin. Karkin, how did you feel about the uh, March arc? Give us your rating and why. I enjoyed the cut down in grind time. Um, be great to get a, you know, uh, give it a nine. Call it nice and simple. Nice, Karkin. Digging it. Steven's Aaron, what do you got for us on a rating? 
He might be underneath the tire. We'll go to Putts from Server 45. Yo, Putts. Give hey, us. how you doing? I'm great, man. I would say, I would say that it, it's it's at least above a seven, probably an eight for me. Um, nice. I'm now able to. I'm in the same amount of time. I'm able to do all of my dailies instead of just picking out just enough to do uh, to get to that last milestone for the daily for the daily token. Uh, dailies are so nice right now, aren't they? Man, they're yeah. nice. They are so good. Captain Mark, let's come to you for your customer service satisfaction rating. I'm going to go with an eight. Um, I like the uh, the ketchup as, uh, as little as it was. Um, open for maybe more in part two. And uh, obviously, Hope Springs Eternal. Fantastic. I like that. Bubba, let's take a look at the chat here very quickly before I come to you and Ripper. Coming to the chat, I see Kirko giving it a rating of seven. Blue Mandalorian on an 8.5 because of how much it reduced grind and increased my yields. Uh, Shiny giving it an 8.8. DJ Gurr giving it an 8 out of 10. A little boring. See Bubba's point, but otherwise pretty good. Silverhawk giving it a 7 out of 10. Captain Oblivious 7.5. Not because it was bad, but as a catch-up month, it was exactly what it needed to be. Vengeance giving it an 8 out of 10. Anything that saves me time is great for me. Captain Planet says, I was unexcited this month. The events were okay. Officers okay. Payout okay. However, the mess hall is essentially a free officer prime. Daily's no longer a headache. I can spend my time doing what I want when I want. 9 out of 10. And a 10 out of 10 if they have spent their time productively. Thank you, Captain Planet. I really like that. Captain Bob coming in with an 8 out of 10. Kirk uh, with the poorest rating here so far, giving it a 5 out of 10. Juby at a 9. Mimi at a 9. Got me the match to get the Shipyard 46. And a Pylum would be a 10 if I had gotten the extra rewards in time for a better auction than Wayun. Anan Games giving it an 8. Twist with the 9 out of 10. Shinzola with the 7. Can I interrupt something? Yeah. One thing that might have really lowered the mark is the whole treasury issue. They really need to step up and fix that. Yeah. Somehow. Some players missed the People treasury. People got screwed from the treasury. Yeah. Shinzola with the seven. Maximum Hunter that. with the nine. Certainly with an eight. Beans and Snots with the seven and a half. Neofrog, nine out of ten. As a 39 with a hectic life, these freebooters have made things so much simpler, easier, and quicker when I don't have the time to spend hours doing what the game asked me to do today. Time-saving equals nine. Captain Andrew Stevens says nine. Uh, economy adjustment, oh, oh, and a G6 warning. <laughs> Captain Jack giving in a nine out of ten. There were some issues, and I spent too much because there was stuff that I wanted. Happy players spend money. But overall, quality of life improvements were excellent. I hope next month adds to it with maybe less spend. Ripper, the chat seems overwhelmingly on the positive side of the scale this month. Where do you yeah, find no, your... Yeah, no, I, I see that. But, you know, the way the chat apparently picks their rating is like, if they actually do something fantastic, they have to give it a 20 out of 10. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was like not like 
oh wow you know this is like the most amazing thing ever i don't know maybe like a five or a six or whatever if you want a real number it was like getting water in the desert <laughs> that's nice you've been grinding for so long you finally have a reduction you finally have what, you know, what we're looking for may not be the exciting thing it may not be the lollipop or the you know the, the ice cream but it's the water this is what we needed a reduction in time overall okay very you good know, yeah i mean i mean this like it, it's it's still like it's still like very boring and i i do not see scopely ever doing anything that is bold or actually very exciting feature wise at this point it's you bold. already said next month was going to be bold and exciting you can't take no, it back no 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 i said i said it's super exciting but not bold <laughs> <laughs> How are they different? Okay, never mind. We don't have time for this. Bubba Joe. <laughs> There's so much different. That's the, but that's a topic for another day. <laughs> uh, Bubba Joe. No, but you have to. You, like, I, I guess this is the first time I actually do like give a real number or whatever. This is a first time grade. And Bubba, I just want to point out that if he was leaning like at the six, that is actually, by definition, better than average. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Ripper passed an arc, everybody. Ripper it didn't fail. Ripper no. was more fail. satisfied than he was dissatisfied. That is a satisfactory rating from Ripper. Yes, it was. I played more than the four months before, so I guess that's, you know, that says. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Bubba Joe, let's no, wrap no, up like, with you. Honestly, Chad, how can you rate this like a 9 out of 10? That doesn't work. Of course it can. That was their experience. No, that doesn't. No, 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 no. It's customer satisfaction. How satisfactory? How satisfied were they? Twist says, "I'm trying to send a message." How satisfied were they? There's nothing tangible. There's no weights. There's no math. This is in your gut, in but your heart of hearts. Everything before was like a one or a zero. <laughs> we got better, but not to a nine. Okay. Because there was actually massive, there was so much disaster and, and things that, I oh, wouldn't Twist nice. says, compared to last month, it's legitimately a nine. Uh, Looser, on the other hand, Ripper, is giving your ladder a grade of 10 out of 10. Bubba Joe, <laughs> quickly, we've got to go. Bubba Joe, your customer satisfaction rating for the month of March. So uh, I'm going to say, and I actually did get a message uh, from Trader. Uh, she and I agree, this, this arc gets a five out of 10. I don't like what the freebooters represent to the game. It feels very much like they screwed that up. I don't like the fact that the freebooters are completely owned by Tal. That tells me that the next couple of months are going to be just completely destroyed by Tal because they didn't plan on releasing Tal. So I am concerned also that while Picard has a use, that he is representing a second or third tier of PvP officer that they're releasing which is not very exciting to me. So I'm concerned about where this is going based on what we got this month. Um, I don't like that one of the officers is PvP-centric and one is PvE. There's no synergy there. So I don't love this arc, and it was just there. Um, the rewards were fine. The event schedule was fine. So it gets decent points there, but I do not like what rep what is represented by uh, the freebooters and what that means for the future of the game. Uh, I think it really ties their hands on how they can design hostile hitting events moving forward. So I give this arc a 5 out of 10. Okay. 
Um, you know, I am more positive than that, but I agree with Bubba, Karkin, and Mark on a couple of things. Treasury was a bug that was completely avoidable. Um, there were a couple of event issues, which I didn't knock them too heavily on. Um, I am not so, crazy enough. I'm not wildly excited about what they have done with the mess hall. I think it could have been bigger, bolder, as Ripper says. I am going to give the arc a seven. All right. I was leaning towards eight, but then I decided, you know, Karkin reminded me about the treasury. And there was never anything that came back. It was How is that chill? You guys are doing eights and nines, Kirk. Dang. All right. I, I'm saying I think the mess hall could have probably been better. I'm not saying that it's bad by any stretch. I just think, again, this is kind of going back to that be bold statement, right? I, I think the mess hall, as in, in Bubba's words, it was just there. It's boring. All right. And I'm not looking for more engagement, but I think it could have been exciting. So it's I, like a slow play multi-prime. You got your damage, you got your stats, you got yeah. your, and eventually as it builds up, it's going to equate, you know, equate yeah, to something. I, and that's what I'm saying. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. Just More like just a quality of life like, improvement. Not super exciting. Treasury, I think, was a problem for a lot of people. Um, and, and there was just, you know, one or two other things. Mantis comp, not coming. I think that, that weighs in. Um, the fact that iOS bug was finally acknowledged, but I don't think that comp's been delivered yet. So I'm kind of wondering what the heck is taking so long. I just, I feel like, um, I still think it was a good arc. I'm giving it a seven. I'm going to wrap up with that. Seven. Okay. That is my final rating for this month's arc. I have to give you a hint very quickly because I got to go. Oliver DJ is going to be standing on the sidewalk. Ladies and gentlemen, with no commentary, I got to give you the hint. I'm going to very quickly... You know what? Actually, here, Bubba Joe, I'm going to draw names for Battleship right now. Can you guys on the panel, can you be looking for their answers, please? And we'll we'll play them real quick. But again, not a huge deal since they do have 24 hours to come back to me. But I would like to play one on the air if I can. Beaver Beaver, you are one. Uh, Maximum Hunter Dude, you are number two. And Duke it is. You are number three. And Papa Smurf, you are number four, okay? You guys look for their answers. I'll put it up on here in just a moment. But um, And if they just want to PM them to me, that's fine. But I have no time. I'm going to read you the hint twice. <laughs> and then we're going to go. Bubba, I, I, I might come to you for a small piece of commentary, but probably not. <laughs> All right, here you go. Bubba Joe warned us that this could come. Benefits for others are not benefits for some. And for players with complete sets of these, passing on officers this month will feel like a breeze. <laughs> so, dare I say Bubba Joe was right again. You could dare to say that, yes. I could dare I to never, say. I never get tired of hearing you say that. <laughs> Bubba Joe warned us that this could come. Benefits for others are not benefits for some. And for players with a complete set of these, passing on officers this month will feel like a breeze. 
All right, there you go. Not very positive, Bubba Joe. I don't know how Scopely's going to feel about that hit. They're probably not going to be super happy about it. It's not a not a super positive thing. Do we have uh, battleship coordinates? Because I, I really, I probably really do need to get. Out I the have door. not seen them. Okay, well then they're just going to have to PM me. And it's um, maximum Hunter gave F five. Oh crap! Okay, hang on. F five. Okay, let's do it. Computer. Oh god. Computer. <laughs> Wait. Hit the. No. Go. Hit that thing. Okay. Yes. I gotta find the card. Hang on. All right, here we go. Computer, F5. Quickly, quickly, quickly! Foxtrot. Five. Target acquired. All right, that didn't work. <laughs> Do you have another one? Anybody got a, a Papa Smurf says Alpo 2. Are you going with A2? Okay, here we go. Uh, computer, Alpha 2. Alpha 2. Target acquired. All right, that didn't work either. Uh, anything else? Anything else? <laughs> are those are those the two? Is it's, that it? Yep, anything else? All right, the other the other two are gonna have to send me a PM. Okay, okay, we gotta go. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Thank you guys all for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. Thank you for listening to Talking Trek. This is Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I'd like to invite you to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you're gonna find links to our YouTube, our merchandise store, where Mark has new merch. He's got merch, 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 merch. It's available. Uh, YouTube channel, Twitch link, all the things you can find. New merch, uh, get it while it's hot. New merch, get it while it's hot. All right, you can do that and uh, and find a link over to our Patreon program where I'd like to thank uh, players for contributing at a level of $10 or more per month. Listen, anybody who turns uh, who contributes $5 or more per month, their name is turned gold here in this Discord, and I thank you guys so very much. As a matter of fact, Bubba Joe, I'm going to read every single name right now because i got to wait the two and a half minutes for the bed to end, so I might as well go ahead and read. Everybody who is a gold patron, thank you. That would be Lord Needlex, Lady Cast Trader, uh, Tucker, More Stuck Hostels, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Law, Mechrack, Hammerhead, Regis, B, uh, BK, Jaybird, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Pavek, Camaro, Lobot, Auto Obsession, Ripper, Loves to Mine, It's Hunter, Tagora, DJ Wants, Tao, Cruzito, You're a Son of a Gun, uh, Renegade, Ransusi, Katana, Hank, Abe, DJ, or MC101, Wayfarer, Late Nighter, Lightbull, Louis P, Zinfried, Zalvinar, Peppies, Your Mom, Blue Plague, Pez Loco, Chris, Stormbringer, Gopher, Bills Mafia, IG83, Bayonetta, Razahound, Grog, Edward, Fuzzy Games, Thorn, Archangel, Hope, Smoke Mohawk, Warm Kitty, BJC, Jetski, Papa Smurf, Bat of Stargazer, Jason, Patrick, Captain Jack Morris, Z-Man, Vanium, Scorpionis, Archer, Arian, Captain Oblivious, and Hani, Steve, Wingnut, Ragsnar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Goatee, Spock, Ripper is gone, Janel, Dash, Chronic Break, This Fella, Galen, Wet Willy Joe, K9 Tooth, Sub Commander, Darth Adamus, Sir Tale of Crazy Bunch, General Chaos, Warren, Apox, Judge Grant, G-Force, Cap and Q, Plain Simple, Garrett Game Jr., Vegas, CID, Admiral Inwater, Cha-Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, Surge, Chico's Bail Bonds, Sibkito, Techic, Seven of Nine, Jagged, Johnny Five, Never Go Full, Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Fermax, Dr. Link, James, Clueless One, Schizoido, Likes Bass, 70 Times Seven, Tom, Welch, Kiebo, Finding Texas Aggie, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Captain Andrew Stevens, Unimatrix, Sit Down and Be Wrong, Dark Shift, The Web, Balabom, King of 101, Dechessy, Nom Nom, Primal Fear, and Tyrus Medic, 213, J Babes, uh, Dark Knight, Hypnofly, Stratoblaster, Pixelate, Scribbler, Lost In, Buddy, Luke, JT10, Spectre, Captain Yam, and Yukai Nico. Thank you for being a contributor at uh, our uh, in our Gold Patrons Club. Also like to thank our Discord, Nitro Boosters, and Honey Iron Chef, Shady Pines, NCC, Bubba Joe, Tactical Mosquito, D Lyle, Darksider, T Collins, Demonic Shadow Lord, Captain Mark, Captain Mac, Ripper, Arian, Matt Dog, Wicked Witch, and Unimatrix. Thank you for supporting. 
Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood feline of nine saying meow for now. I'm Ultimate DJs for Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Love you, minute. Catch you on the next one, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>